0: Good evening. Good evening, wrestling
1: fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk Podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now it's time for the reigning, defending,
0: undisputed leader
1: in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that rough start there, but uh, let's get this thing rolling here because it is the Russell Talk Podcast, and I am Hardcore Hoss, and as always, I have myself a co-host here, and let's go ahead and bring him in, the one, the only, DJ Big Sexy Chris Rodell!
3: What up, Haas? How's everything going? You know what? This what that's what happens when we're live. Things happen live that you know you just can't control. You know, so we're gonna we're gonna put it behind us and and roll on. So Haas, uh, how's everything? How's life
0: treating you?
2: Hey, everything's going okay. You know, one of these days I'll get this thing figured out as to why <laughs> that why that seems to do that. But uh, other than that, everything's going all right. You know, uh-huh. and. Of course, here in a little bit, we'll be joined by uh, by Sunny Money Mayo. You know, looking forward to him as always.
3: And normally, our second normally the second Tuesday of the month, it's usually me, you, and uh, uh, Luke Skywalker Roberts. Uh, he is on assignment tonight, so we will. Uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take things. And we're gonna run with it, and we're gonna we're gonna deal with it. We got two great guests. We got Christian Temple. Who who was on the call of the main event at UUCW with uh, our own the night owl Renee Martinez, and then in the second hour we got Nebraska someone that's making big things in Nebraska. Jason Strife is going to be with us, so we got a big show ahead of us. I mean, are, I mean, I'm I'm pumped. are you pumped?
2: Oh, always, you know, always looking forward to the Wrestle Talk podcast and the it's, like the best, it's like the best. It's like the it's like the best
3: part of the week really it is I mean I, I found myself every Tuesday catching at least part of the at least most of the show every single week so I mean
2: yeah definitely always e- even when I'm not here I make sure to catch it but you know with all of our great fans and everything this still would not be possible without Absolutely. our wonderful sponsors you know so we'd like to thank all of our wonderful sponsors we've got everything combat Kincaid arcade. Esports Bar Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter Dream Productions. We have Wrath Bun Engraving, where we get all of our Wrestle Talk podcast mugs.
3: It makes everything taste better.
2: That's right. Everything tastes better coming out of one of these. They are only $20 plus shipping and handling. You can get your name engraved on them. Be sure to uh, hit one of us up if you'd like to purchase one because we'd uh, we'd love to ship one out to you. And then Me Fiesta Party Rentals, Me Fiesta KC Party Rentals, Nobleman's Barber Lounge. Be Pete. sure to ask for Pete, Pete the, the Barber. Barber. <laughs> and, of course, as always, the premier fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC,
3: and I know you're a big part of the FWWC. Uh, are you a commissioner? Are you? Uh, you
2: just. Uh, I am a general manager. General manager. General manager of the Infinite Team, which right now we are in the lead. We're going to the first six wins. We have five wins, I believe, and uh, Inferno has three wins, four wins, something like that. And you're calling everything down the line, down the middle, right? I'm I'm just doing the most that I can to uh, keep my team going and hopefully come out on top of this thing. So, uh, yeah,
3: it's good. Like I said, it's going to be a great night of uh, wrestling talk. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, we can talk about Celeb Fest 3. Wrestling fan,
1: welcome.
2: Whoops, sorry yeah. about
1: that.
3: We can talk about Celeb Fest three that happened this past weekend, um, and we definitely are going to have to talk about. So they've already announced Celeb Fest four. It's a big game. Yeah, I was going
2: to say we got a little bit of news for big, Celeb Fest big names four already. So
3: we, we'll take but care of that before
2: we get any get into any of that. You know what we have? To oh do. yeah,
3: take you 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 can do Joey's part here. You can you can announce the uh, the national anthem here. Let me grab my uh, let me grab my little uh, my little
2: flag right here. We got this. So, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you know it's that time again. So, go ahead. If you're wearing a hat, remove your hat, you know, place your hand over your heart. It is time for the national anthem for the best damn country round, and that's America.
3: i i think maestro just had another aneurysm i think maestro every time every time that plays it's like it's uh it's like it's it's, it's 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 he's just having an aneurysm i i could just picture his face during during that so and of I mean,
2: course that brings a tear to your eye every it, time but i think I mean, it's for a bit of a different reason than carl Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well
3: yeah carl well yeah it's just yeah i I I I have no words, but uh, but no, this is gonna be a great show tonight. We're I'm I'm so looking forward to it. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been on with you guys. A lot of wrestling news has happened. I mean, with uh, we had the Royal Rumble. I didn't get a chance to talk about that. We got AEW. We got a big AEW Dynamite show this this week. So uh, you know what? Let's just jump right in. Let's 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 just do it. Let's just two feet. Let's do it.
2: Let's do high spots. There we go. Let's do it. Let's get this thing kicked off right with our theme from the man, DJ Money. Mic check, mic check.
1: Come through the screen with the laptop the non-side fucking water speak in the black dot. We hit hard like chair shot the bag drives look like a belly block out that like hard. We got the team while they stay slow. Wrestle talk why cap. Now they know we about to start the show. Uh. <laughs>
3: Now just to confirm, DJ Money is not the same as Sonny Money Mayo. They are two completely different people, right? Just yeah, just making sure. Different. Okay. Okay. I mean, I know Sonny's talented, but I mean, let's just let I mean so so I guess uh let's let's jump right into it. Uh let's talk first, let's talk about a little thing that happened locally up in your area. Fest three. Did you did you go were you in attendance at Fest three?
2: Honestly, I wanted to be in attendance, but I had a few things happen and didn't get to make it. But, uh, you know, I have seen pictures. I've seen updates from Chad about it. I've seen people posting about it. It looks like it was a big success. That's what I
3: was gonna say. It looked like I, I saw pictures that they were posting on their on their uh, Facebook page, and it it looked uh it it looked like it was an amazing time. It was, looked like everybody had a good time, and they are, they've already announced Celeb Fest four.
2: Yes, they have. As a matter of fact, give me just a second here, and I'll. I'll bring up the date for that unless you have it handy there uh,
3: i didn't that's the one thing i didn't write down but okay we'll get, but, we'll, but i know it's in a different spot i, I guess it's going back to the uh, original spot where maybe celeb fest 2 was
2: i'm yes thinking. it's going back to uh where celeb fest 1 and 2 were why did they move it to celeb why did they
3: do you know why they moved it i mean i guess that's not a question that you can you can answer um
2: yeah honestly i i don't have the answer to that um but while you're looking, is, at, it is while, going back to and uh, while you're while the you're looking for a place, uh, and that is going to be May fifteenth uh, from twelve to four, and they've already I, announced.
3: They've already announced. Like I've seen, like three huge names already announced. I think the first one I saw was the New Age Outlaws. Billy Gunn and Road Dog are going to be there.
2: Yes. They have announced uh, the New Age Outlaws, Earl Hebner, um, the Hardy Boys, and also Tony Storm was announced today.
3: I just I saw that that's that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, I, w- so that- I, wish I I wish I could get up into that that area. I don't know. Maybe maybe I might plan a trip to come up there and and, and join join the Russell Talk podcast up there and. And, uh hit 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 that up for the Big Love Fest 4.
2: Yeah, we're we're not sure yet whether uh Wrestle Talk will have a table there or not. We're in discussions trying to uh make a final decision on that, but I know myself and Nightmare Jones we have said one way or the other, we're going. So, you know, we're going to, we're making a point to be there. So, you,
3: be there as a fan, be there as a fan, maybe, but hopefully, maybe we can get a table. Uh, I know, I know we were a part, of, was it Celeb Fest one or two that the Russell Talk was a part of?
2: We were there for Celeb Fest two.
3: Okay. Yeah. And we got some good, we got, we, I know you guys gave out a whole bunch of cards and, uh, I, I'm sure you guys signed a whole bunch of autographs because, because you know we're just dar- that darn good looking. So I mean, I mean you put us up against like. The Hardy Boys or something like that. We're we're gonna we're gonna take all we're gonna take all the women. So
2: well, the, there might have been autographs, but you weren't there. So I wasn't there. Were, I... It was myself and, and Nightmare Jones and oh, who my... wants our autograph? You know, our, yeah. our ugly mugs. They...
3: Uh, Night, Nightmare Jones is a snitch fan, so I mean that that's that, that, that's one thing. So I guess the biggest news of the week we have to talk about is WWE with a quiet. Quote, unquote, quietly letting go of Shane McMahon because of the uh, problems backstage at the Royal Rumble. Uh, what is your opinion on that?
2: You, you know, um, I honestly, from what I've heard, it, it sounds like Shane really has just really gotten too big for his boots, basically. And thought he could run things from the sounds of it because... He wanted to feature himself in the Royal Rumble, and he wanted to make sure that he had a good spot to come in in the Royal Rumble. Apparently
3: he wanted to come out like one or two and be in there the whole match. Uh, I don't really want to see that. I am I mean, I, I have no problem with Shane McMahon being in the Royal Rumble. I, I, I mean...
2: <laughs> well, and then there was actually a mix-up. Um, I don't know if you read this or not. There was actually a mix-up. Um, where they played his music, and uh, oh,
3: that's right. One with me, one number too early, it was supposed to be Randy Orton, went out at that time, right? Right, it was and,
2: supposed to be Randy Orton, and they played Shane's music, and Orton refused. To enter to Shane's music and told him you're going.
3: I, I <laughs> believe. I believe Randy Orton said, "I'm not going out to Shane McMahon. I'm not going out to, to this music. So either you're going out or, uh, so I mean, and apparently it's going to change whole uh, the whole uh, WrestleMania because Shane McMahon was supposed to be featured pretty prominently, and and WrestleMania was supposed to have a high high uh, high matchup on the card, uh, varying degrees of who you believe and what who he was supposed to face but so now they're kind of they're they're kind of a scrambling i mean does this mean we're going to see the return of john cena probably for a match the undertaker for a match i mean they're looking for something high high on the card or do you just try to build around the rest of the your 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 roster
2: honestly i would like to see them just build around the rest of the roster um I think they have enough talent to feature without actually going back and looking at some of these other people and saying, oh, let let me bring that out or let me bring this person out. You know, it's I think they can do it without doing. that. So, so what you're saying is you're
3: not excited about Bill Goldberg and Roman Reigns at at the Illumination Chamber in uh, Saudi Arabia. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know my we know what Maestro thinks of that. So, uh, so this is Goldberg's last match on his contract. So, I mean, is it a foregone conclusion that Brock Lesnar is going to walk out of the Elimination Chamber as the champions? He's going to take on Roman Reigns on Night Two of WrestleMania, and probably what's going to be a unific-
2: title versus title match. I I believe that's what's going to happen. But you know, you, you were talking about. The Goldberg and you know when it comes to bringing Goldberg b- back, I, I think there's only one thing that can be said about that whole situation. Shut the Shut the shit! Shit! Ah, ah,
3: I love Sheiky baby, Sheiky baby. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it, it's a, it's crazy. I mean, I guess you could technically have maybe Goldberg or Lesnar cost Roman the title, like Goldberg or like Reigns costed, cost it cost. Uh, Lesnar the title at a Royal rumble uh, and then put an opponent against Goldberg. I mean, I don't know who, who, I don't know who on the raw side you would really want to see um, wrestle Roman or wrestle uh, Bill Goldberg. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't think of anybody
2: off the top of my head. Uh, but, but, you know, speak, speaking of uh, Royal rumble and, and some of the people that came out of Royal rumble and, um, I actually read an article as well that um, if you noticed it, Royal Rumble and then on Monday Night Raw, Ronda Rousey actually was not very receptive to the fans. She actually was kind of cold with them.
3: Yes, I agree.
2: And then uh, Friday night, her demeanor totally changed towards those fans. And my understanding is WWE actually talked to her. And told her, "Look, uh, right now you got the fans behind you. You need to embrace the fans." And her reasoning for not really wanting to embrace the fans was because, in her first run with WWE, when you know when she was a face, and then they had uh, Charlotte Flair come out and beat her with that kendo stick, the fans went from cheering her to booing her like that. And, and it probably, and, and to be
3: honest with you, it probably just is because the world she comes she comes from the world of MMA. You have to be super serious when you get into an MMA ring. So that's probably her problem. I mean, she's okay in the ring. It's, she hasn't picked up the backstage side of wrestling where the promo side where, you know, you, she could really use a mouthpiece. Um, I don't know who you would, I don't think you would give her Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman is probably the best mouthpiece in, in the WWE, right? Well, probably the only mouthpiece in the WWE, but maybe just give her someone to help her talk. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. But apparently, when that happened, it actually hurt her feelings were actually hurt over that. She said the fans really hurt her when they turned on her. Oh. And uh, so when she came out this time, she did not want to embrace the fans. Cause she said, said that they are just going to turn and, and do it again. She, at well, least she fears that. So. Well, I mean, if she keeps going the way she's going, yes, they are.
3: They're going to get behind Charlotte Flair and Charlotte Flair is not a likable character. Let's just be honest with you. Charlotte
2: Flair is not a likable character. Well, and she has to realize too, and don't get me wrong. I never booed Ronda Rousey. See, uh, You know, that that's one of my women, you know, hey, but uh, she would kick your ass. I'm just saying. And I'd enjoy every minute of it. But (laughs) that's beside the point. (laughs) 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 But uh, but, you know, she has to realize this is wrestling and wrestling fans are fickled like that. They can be at your back one minute and booing you the next. And they can see They can see it, it, it.
3: they can see it in your demeanor too they're, they're they're if if they know that you're not really digging it they're not going to dig it i mean how long has how long has the fans wanted to boo roman reigns and then when he got when he actually came back as a heel it was great it was it was it was honestly great but i mean and they wanted to boo john cena for forever but i mean so he gets the 50-50 reception so i just hope that ronda ronda and Charlotte are going to be the headliner. It looks like Brock and Roman are going to be the other headliner for the two. And I absolutely love WrestleMania being two nights. I I could, this, this, because you can have more matches and you could spread it out and you're not on, you're not watching a wrestling show for five, six hours. So, uh, I mean, three, three, three and a half hours is probably good. Closer to the three hour mark. I think, I think that I think that's good. So I absolutely love WrestleMania being two nights.
2: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it last year and uh, I'm looking forward to it this year with the two nights of WrestleMania. And, and and I also I
3: think apparently the NXT stand and deliver event is going to be the Saturday afternoon matinee show. So that might be a little odd. I think it's going to take away from WrestleMania. The plans for WrestleMania still are in, in flux because apparently the Hall of Fame is going to take place on Saturday after SmackDown. It's going to be uh so they're they're still trying to plan it, even though we're what two months away from it, you would think that this you would think that this would all be in the in the books ready to go.
2: Oh yeah, but it, it's it's gonna take some building and everything to really get. People excited about it. Although I think the excitement is starting to build, but by by the time WrestleMania comes around, everybody is really going to be excited. Oh, oh man, I love
3: I love I love WrestleMania. Royal Rumble is my favorite event. I'm just I'm just a battle. Ro- I I like battle royals no matter what. Uh, depending on no, doesn't matter what kind of a battle royal it is. But the Royal Rumble is always good because you always get that surprise. Uh, you kind of feel bad for Kofi Kingston when he uh kind of missed the uh. Uh, his 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 big spot in the match that he always does the save himself and and walk on his hands back to the ring. You kind of feel sorry for him. Um, it just the way the camera was, you couldn't you couldn't not uh you, you couldn't you couldn't not have him be eliminated. So
2: yeah. we're I mean, so we're just a couple minutes away here from our first featured guest, who is actually in the back right now, Christian Temple. So you know. And hopefully, like say hopefully here soon, uh Sonny Money Mayo will be joining us here for uh, for at least some of the interview. I know Yeah,
3: his his darn day job's got him actually working. I mean, what is up with that? I mean I not
2: they know better than to work him on a wrestle talk night. What's up
3: with that? Right, you? right. So um Haas, what's your what 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 kind of a uh, what's going on in the wrestling world that you want to talk about in, during high spots?
2: Well, you know, um I know that uh, WDWA has a good show coming up this weekend in Martinsburg, West Virginia. You know, looking forward to uh, going down there and seeing those guys as always. W- what do you got going on in your area? Mm.
3: There is actually a lot of going on. A lot going on in this area on on uh, on Saturday night. We've got uh, SICW. At the East Corona Community Center, they're gonna—they have a show on Saturday. I believe they have a free taping on Sunday as well. Um, got MMWA at the historic South Broadway Athletic Club. Fallout—it's the beginning of their junior heavyweight tournament, and in the main event, Benjamin Trust is going to take on the Butcher Damian Blade for the uh, uh, MMWA heavyweight title and. WLW World League Wrestling is coming back at, at the Race Arena. They've got a big show. That Derek Stone, Kamara Jackson, John Webb, a whole bunch of people going to be there. So, so in the St. Louis area, we got a whole bunch of shows this weekend. So, if you can't find any wrestling action this weekend, then I don't know what's wrong with you. I mean, it's been it's it, it's it's a it's a great great time. Uh, we got you know we talked about Dynamo Pros coming back at the end of the month. We got two shows in two weeks one at the end of uh january uh 20 or february you know, february 26th at the concordia turner's hall and then we're back in arnold at the arnold eagles club on friday the 4th of march so lots of lots happening here i know a lot of stuff's happening up year, up, up your way with wdwa and and i see the pictures that you post with uh Susie and joey occasionally so i think wrestling is thriving right now i i think i mean just wait till you get to Dallas on WrestleMania weekend. How many shows are going to be there? So,
2: yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. And, and like I say the this weekend, you know, I'm going going out to WDWA. Um, you know, they got Demarcus Kane versus Israel Sharif Fakur, who's been a guest on the show. Um, big money Ivan Ali versus the Hungarian hero Laszlo Arpad. And that's going to actually be for the pro wrestling empire's heavyweight championship. Um, Is that a
3: different, is that a different company or is that? uh,
2: Yeah, that's, that's a different company.
3: Okay. So, okay. See, that's kind of cool when companies work together like that, instead of
2: just like, you know, and then we're going to have a a tag team titles match with the Rodriguez dynasty versus the Sambo show. And, uh, you know, We've actually had uh, one member of the Sambo show on here before and been we've trying all, to we've get also the had,
3: I, We've also had ISP. ISP was on recently, yeah, too, Yeah, ISP's
2: right? been on. And there's going to be a women's title match, and this is going to be a no-DQ falls count anywhere where Lynette Dallas versus Kinsey James, and Kenzie James is currently the champion. So that should be a heck of a match, and, you know, just, Blue Chipper Jordan Evans versus El Genesis Hefe, which is actually a rematch. Uh, El Genesis actually took the title from Jordan Evans, the TV Championship. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a rematch, and there's a couple other matches on the card. But you know, it, it's it's going to be a good show, <laughs> it, it, and I'm looking for jam-packed, full of action.
3: So, so Renee actually posted something in the comment section about uh, the Miz being the Miz, how, how the Miz is, uh, the Miz has been one of my favorite characters for a long time. I didn't like him at first because he was just kind of this goofy, goofy guy that, uh, um, you know, got eliminated from battle Royals in 30 seconds and stuff like that. But he has really become, uh, a big part of the WWE. He does anything that WWE asked for. He very rarely gets injured. I don't think I've ever seen him out for too, too long. Um, but apparently, he made Dominic Mysterio interesting again last night. Interesting last night, and I don't know. What are your thoughts on What are your thoughts on the uh, Mysterio Dominic Ray feud?
2: You know, they, they really did have a good match last night. Um, it, it it was a a decent match for Dominic. Uh, My problem with The Miz, though, is the fact that WWE has just seemed to turn him into a jobber. Every time he gets in the ring, he really doesn't pick up the win very much. He's putting other people over more than uh, getting any wins for himself. And, you know, that, that can be good in a way, but it can be bad in a way, too, so... Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, the Miz is a good. He's a great.
3: He kind he kind of reminds me of uh, MJF a little bit. Maybe MJF is a little. I mean, MJF has a lot to learn. I mean, he's a he's 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 good at what he does, but he's still pretty pretty darn green. So, uh, and Ray Ray is on the cut. Co- I mean, Ray Mysterio. Is just is like is becoming like a fine one He's getting better with age. You know what I mean? He just absolutely he never puts on a bad match. So I just I, I don't I don't know I I I don't get it. I, he's found the fountain of youth. You would think that he would slow down. And, and his,
2: uh I mean, he's got an older kid. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Ray just doesn't seem to slow down at all. And you know that's that's absolutely awesome to see. Yeah, he can put on he can put on a good match with,
3: with just about with just about anybody. So, so is our uh,
2: guest in the backstage area ready? Yes, to... our our guest has been here. He is re- he seems to be ready to go. So, uh, and I have word that uh, Sonny should be here probably in about ten minutes or so. So let's go ahead and bring him in, and then uh, Sonny can join us when he comes in. So, would you like to do yeah. the honors, Mr. Rodell?
3: I, I got you. Episode 381, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome. He was on the call at UUCW with our very own, the Night Owl, Renee Martinez. At, um, and he is one part of the Rebel Hearts tag team. Please welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, the Epic Heart Christian Temple.
4: <laughs> love, love the entrance music. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> hey, Christian, welcome I've, to the. I've done, of- I've done, many radio shows. I've done many podcasts, but that's the first time I've ever been brought on with uh, with music for, for an entrance. So that well, that pops pretty good there. That's 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 awesome. Well, we would we
3: would we would normally bring you on probably with whatever you use as your entrance of music, but uh, we get ah, we get hit okay. with we get hit with copyright copyrights so that makes so, sense. so we just kind of make things generic and and make things hard so uh, welcome to the wrestle Talk podcast i uh, hope you ho- hope you're doing well your sport your kc chiefs uh <laughs> kc chief stuff
4: i know it's probably hard for you to watch the uh, super
3: bowl this uh. week
4: <laughs> Man, that's, that's that's a whole different uh, can of worms right there, too. But uh, yeah, the, the, the reason there is a whole lot of uh, Kansas City Chiefs memorabilia behind me is because I actually have my own podcast that I do that where where uh, myself and my good friend Trajan, he's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, we talk about uh, football news, you know, we go over scores, highlights, stuff like that. We're, we're both big... Uh, both big football nuts. So uh we just decided one day it's like, you know what, we enjoy talking about football. Why not just uh, start our own show and where we can talk about as much as we want, talk about our teams as much as we want. So that's that's the reason for all the for all the stuff in the background.
3: Awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, so I very
2: interrupt very, you there, Chris. Uh, but you know, I was, gonna, I was just out, gonna say talk about Kansas City Chiefs stuff, and you know that makes a perfect segue to bring in this man right here. He is gonna he is the uh co-host for the night. He is a big Chiefs fan himself. He is the one, the only, Sonny Money Mayo. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: my God, we've, been, we've, been, we've, we've turned into a Chiefs podcast.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah. Hey, that's a podcast I can get behind every day.
5: <laughs> hey, we're already affiliated with one of those gentlemen. Shout out to my boy, Adam Frex. Talking Dynasty Podcast. He holds it down for all the Chiefs talk. So shout out to him.
3: And and he's going to be actually. I, I heard about he's actually going to be on uh, Jeremy Carp, the Maestro. He's starting a new podcast, and he's going to be one of his first guests on there. So
5: absolutely, man, it's, to, to sit down with Adam, he is absolutely great. I, I, I love talking with him. I play softball with him. He's a friend of mine. We went to high school, but his takes on the Kansas City Chiefs and just everything in the world of sports. Top notch, man. Top notch. But hardcore Ross, um, Road dog, Thank you, gentlemen, for holding it down. I, I'm host. I'm helping host tonight. You guys have been keeping the flow going. I was a little bit late, and I heard you guys. I on the show. It was because of work. Now, that is somewhat true. <laughs> but, but what really happened was, you see. I was out in my truck today, and I got extremely hungry, so I decided to stop and get me a slice of quick trip pizza. And when I ate that pizza, my head did the Emily Rose Exorcist. I turned green, purple, and black. I puked. Uh, I did 10 handstands. Uh, I had to do a rain dance in the whole nine yards just to get that nasty, disgusting taste out of my mouth.
3: Well, see, that's where you're wrong because uh, your 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 take on Quick Trip Pizza is absolutely wrong. Quick Trip Pizza is great. I I in a, in a, I mean, it's not something I go to right away because I'm I'm a St. Louis guy, so I go to Emos. Um, so yeah, yeah. so I I, I I love the quick I love the Quick Trip Pizza, and if you ever come up here, if you ever get through Illinois, make sure you stop at a if you can stop at a Casey's Pizza oh. or a Casey's somewhere. Casey's get you is some,
5: top notch. I mean, if you know. It, it, Again, if it's 2 in the morning and I've had a couple beers in me, which I don't drink anymore, but if I did have a couple beers in me back in the old Money Mayo days, um, so how I would probably rank it would be a wet sock from above, uh, (laughs) the taste of rat tail, and then a quick trip pizza. That's how much I dislike, disregard quick trip pizzas. Quick trip, you're great on gas, you're great on fountain drinks, you're great on your service, but get your pizza to the game together. Uh,
3: okay. So, so, so I'm, I'm sure this is riveting pizza talk for Christian. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about Christian going on through the uh, war. Apparently he is chasing the knockout Kings in KWA. So uh, you want to speak to speak to what's going on with you and the knockout Kings.
4: Yes, uh, the Kansas Wrestling Alliance is, uh, is a promotion, well, it's a, it's a conglomeration of promotions actually. It's uh, XWE Prairie Championship Wrestling and uh, most recently, as you mentioned earlier, I did commentary for the main event of this show, the United Underground Championship Wrestling that just had an awesome show go down in uh, Wichita, Kansas. But uh, uh, the, the stuff you're bringing up now is of course, the Knockout Kings. and uh, that was the culmination of our feud that was supposed to finally end in Hutchinson, Kansas at the historic Memorial Hall. And uh, fortunately, we came out on the losing end of that one. We lost the uh, KWA tag team titles uh, to them, but uh, we've been, they wouldn't grant us a rematch. So myself and my partner, the massive legend, Justin Gray, we've been oh. fighting, we've been clawing our way. We, we've been winning tag team titles elsewhere across the Midwest in order to prove ourselves worthy of another shot at the Knockout Kings, hopefully in the next uh, next few months or so. So Sonny could
3: probably speak to what's going on in the KC area. He's a KC wrestling expert, so uh, so maybe he can weigh in a little bit on what's going on with uh, the KWA tag team titles.
5: Well, and just all of Kansas, and I appreciate you passing that off to me, Road Dogg. And, you know, I've actually had uh, the pleasure to announce Epic Heart Christian Temple and Massive Legend Justin Gray to the ring for XWE. Shout out to Billy Simmons and shout out to everybody over there at XWE and KWA. Um, but Christian, correct me if I'm wrong here, man. Um, was that your first title tag team title win in XWE when you guys beat the knockout Kings and I had the pleasure of of announcing you guys as the new champions? Was that the first time you guys won the tag team titles there? That is correct.
4: We have been teaming together since, uh, uh, Early mid 2019, and of course, uh, COVID hit. So that uh, uh, that scared our progress a little bit there too. But yes, we uh, that uh, that show in uh, in at the Salina Fieldhouse was our first uh, first uh, title win over the Knockout Kings, and that was uh, that was an awesome feeling. The crowd uh, came unglued for it, so it was uh, it was a night I, I will definitely never
5: forget. I tried to I tried my best. You know, I I want to be my own man uh, when it comes to announcing. But, also, uh, you know, obviously I look up to uh, Howard Finkel and the Joey Styles and all the great announcers professional wrestling has ever seen. But when you guys won, now I was sitting there, obviously. I'm just rig announcing, so I'm watching the match. But I was so... Emotionally involved in that match because it was a great match, and, and not just you guys winning the titles, but the match itself was a great, great professional wrestling match. But I was so emotionally involved when you guys won and the bell rung, I stood up and started clapping. I forgot for a half a second that we're gonna have to announce you guys. Yeah, so you, when I you, you guys, I'm glad, then, that, I'm, I, glad I, I'm, I'm not so, the only.
3: I'm glad I'm not the only one that's happened to because oh, i I'm ringing I'm uh, ringing out to the St. Louis area, and I believe when Mike Outlaw won his first title uh, a couple of years ago, I uh I, I kind of I kind of jumped up and, and started clapping. So
5: yeah, but so when you guys won them titles, man, I tried to give my uh, I guess you could say my best Howard Finkel and new and you know and I I could tell the crowd was just feeling you guys as they always do, man. You know I've got to come to XWE shows also as a fan. And man, the pop you guys get, and not just because of—I don't want to say only because of who you are or your music or your entrance or whatnot—but you and Justin Gray have such a flow in the ring, man. Um, and I know you've teamed up with other people, but is Justin so far? <laughs> let's not let's let's be honest here. Let's not do a politically correct answer. Is Justin your favorite tag team partner so far?
4: Absolutely, 100%. You know, Justin Gray, we go back uh, a lot further than just pro wrestling. Um, We grew up in the same hometown. Uh, We lived uh, just a few blocks away from each other. Uh, We met each other in fourth grade. And uh, the reason we became such good friends, became such, you know, almost brothers, is because our love for wrestling. I mean, there was times he would come over to my house. We'd watch uh, WWE pay-per-views. I would go over to his house. We'd watch pay-per-views over there. I mean, just, just the bond that we have just based on wrestling alone has uh, made our partnership, you know, that much stronger and our friendship, uh, that much stronger. And I, I was very honored to, to have him as my best man at my wedding here not too long ago, but yeah. Uh, I've had plenty of partners. I've 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 worked with uh, several partners in, in my career, but uh, absolutely, Justin Gray, hands down, the my best friend and uh, easily the the greatest tag team partner I could ever ask for. So
3: I I see you debuted in uh, twenty fifteen. Uh, where where did did you train at? Did who did you train with? What 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 got? Or I, obviously, a love of wrestling got you into this business, but uh, what actually
4: made you want to do become a wrestler? Um, you know, I I mentioned we I watched pay-per-views with uh Justin Gray, but I've been watching wrestling as long as I can remember. I mean, I still have a very vivid memory of my dad ordering a pay-per-view where Kane and Mankind defended the the world tag team titles against uh, Big Show and The Undertaker. That's like one of my earliest memories as a pro wrestling fan. And for some reason, uh, Kane was the one that I really, you know, stuck with. He was such a larger than life figure. And uh, it was just someone that, you know, I became emotionally invested in him. no matter if he was a good guy or a bad guy, you know, whenever he was on the screen, my eyes were glued to the television set. So um, it really wasn't until, you know, 2009, 2010 that I really gave any thought to like, maybe I want to do this. Maybe I at least want to try this and all that. I mean, I I have some very supportive you know, parents and all that too obviously they want what's best for me and obviously they're you, you know how parents are it's like you know do whatever you want just make sure you, you you've got a backup plan and all that too so that's ultimately uh ultimately the the deal I had to make with them I still had to go to school and all that too but uh yeah and actually uh I I didn't necessarily make my debut in 2015 I always say 2015 because when I really started you know going out on my own and traveling around, trying to get more experience, trying to become a better professional wrestler. I actually started training at the uh, MWE school of pro wrestling back in late 2012, um, but never really got uh, too many opportunities to go wrestle anywhere too. I could only go where my, my trainer allowed me to, which is only the places that he was willing to travel to. So I couldn't, I, I learned a great bit, you know, at the wrestling school, but I didn't really get a chance to learn on the job, which I think as a wrestler, you, you kind I mean, of have to do, you kind of have to be able to feel it out in the crowd and, when, and yeah, work when, with that.
3: And when you push, when you first start out, it's more about reps, you know, you, you, they talk about it in football. It's like, it's all about the rep, you know, it's the starters reps, you know, if you're not learning, I mean, you, you need to, you need to get out there and work. Um, so, yeah. So it just, it's just one of those things. You remember who your first match was against?
4: I do actually, it was in uh, asylum Springs, Arkansas, on uh, march 16th 2013 against uh chris vale who now now goes by uh prince vale actually so some someone, another another guy that i've known uh ever since i started my my journey into the into the pro wrestling scene cool cool uh
3: have you ever been have you been in the st louis area any at any time
4: I have not. Um I've 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 yet had to, yet to have the opportunity to compete in uh Missouri in uh in general, unfortunately. Um um I I hear it's you know it's an historic, you know, wrestling state. I mean it, it's not said enough, you know, St. Louis wrestling, even Kansas City territory. I mean wrestling at the chase. I mean you, you talk about St. Louis wrestling, you know, it's one of the most historic territories in in the world honestly so it would be it would be awesome to get an opportunity obviously i know missouri is a is a licensed state and all that too i'd love to have the opportunity to uh to compete at that level and compare myself with some some awesome independent talent that's uh that's well known in the missouri area yeah
3: yeah because I, I work for a company here in st louis and yeah we're always kind of we're always kind of scouting so you you, you never you, you never know so it's it's a it, it, it's it is i mean just like i said earlier there are three shows within like 50 miles like 30 miles of each other in mm-hmm. this weekend. So uh, if you, like I told Haas earlier, if you can't find wrestling this weekend in the St. Louis area, then you're not really trying. So absolutely,
5: absolutely. I agree. So Christian, I got to jump in here, man. I mean, and we're sitting here talking about historic wrestling in Kansas city, historic wrestling in St. Louis, but you know, I, I, I really don't want to dis, discredit the fact um, and, and maybe not so many people know in the Kansas city or St. Louis area, but what KWA is doing down there in the Salina area, I mean, it is awesome, awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a host of the show. I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. But legit, I will tell anybody that who is a fan of professional wrestling, take your time, go down there, go catch an XWE show or any shows affiliated with the KWA. I mean, you guys are doing excellent things down there. And one of the things that I like the most that I've seen, especially with Billy's group over there in XWE, is storytelling and long-term storytelling, you know? That's not something you see at too many independent wrestling shows, but you guys do an excellent job, excellent job with that over there. So kind of keeping with XWE here a little bit, um, is there a wrestler or maybe even a tag team that you would like to face
4: personally? Uh, You know, it's as far as like the KWA itself, there are a lot more tag teams. And this is a, a statement of, you know, how how many people want to be a part of KWA. There are a lot more tag teams that tra- are willing to travel to the KWA. Yep. There's not too many established tag teams that are actually here in Kansas, which, you know, is a shame. But it's cool that. Teams from all across, you know, even the Southwest region, the Midwest region, even though teams have come from California, teams have come from, you know, the Carolinas, teams have come from Florida, you know, to compete for the KWA. So that, yep. that goes back to back what you're saying, you know, the following for KWA right now is getting stronger and stronger uh, each show they run. So it's it's awesome whenever Justin Gray and I get a chance, you know, to, to test our mettle against other teams that have made the trek, you know, to try to prove themselves against a team like us. It's it's truly an honor that they they want to uh, you know make their mark in the Midwest, especially for the KWA, because you as I mentioned, I mentioned those three promotions: XWE, PCW, UUCW. Yep. Kansas wrestling is you know in full swing right now. You've got WWX, you know, out in Western Kansas. You've got a yep. uh, traditional American pro wrestling, which I'll be there for that one up in Harrington, Kansas, and of course you've got KCXW. You've got a Journey Pro. You've got a, a I think. I don't want to butcher as a dynamic pro, I believe out in the, the yeah, dynamic wrestling. Yeah. Dynamic wrestling. Yeah, exactly. So you've got so many companies that are just appearing out of nowhere and not just appearing and, you know, just going by the wayside, they're appearing and they're getting stronger. The talent that they're bringing in that are, that is willing to travel from all across, you know, the country to come to the Midwest is just mind boggling. And it's such, it's such a humbling experience to see the mark that we're making, in the Midwest for the, for the wrestling scene.
3: And and in doing some research for the, for the interview tonight, I saw that she posted something of the, the cotillion uh, by world-class revolution, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you're going to be on, it looks like, are you going to be on the same card as the uh, icon and hall of famer sting?
4: I I have not been confirmed for that card yet, but uh, someone that is a very good friend of mine too, and is is extremely popular and she has earned every bit of success that she has worked so hard for uh, stormy Renee. Uh, she will be She will be on that show, too. Um, I, it has not been announced uh, who she will be facing, but she is on the poster, and I've always considered her a little sister of mine. I've known her since the first day she stepped into the pro wrestling business, and everything it, that she's done, I couldn't be more proud of her to be a part of that show. I
3: was going to say, I think she's been on the show – I believe she's been on the show recently yeah.
5: – Oh, yeah, she's been on the show. She was on the show um, when we did the tournament for the women's. Yes, uh, the, yes, the women's mm-hmm.
3: tournament, yeah. When yep. we did the,
5: uh... and, 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 you know, and I'm a massive, massive Stormy Renee fan, man. You know what? I don't care. I'll go out on a limb here. I think she's the best women's wrestler in Kansas, and that's not shade towards anybody else. But every time she steps in the ring, she holds it down. She's she's putting on at least a three, four, five-star match every single time. and fans are going nuts. She's got them in the cup of her hand. And uh, I, I when she came on Wrestle Talk podcast, I mean she was only on here briefly, but hey, she's part of the family now. Anytime you're on Wrestle Talk podcast, you're part of the family. That's it.
3: I think we need to look into getting maybe getting her in in, in here for a, a full 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 interview because I know she was helping us with the women's tournament because she she was work she worked with someone that was a part of the women's tournament that we did that 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 marathon that we did so. Uh,
5: so So. Christian so so about Stormy Renee I mean is she officially or unofficially part of the Rebel Hearts
4: (laughs) the the Rebel Hearts uh extend to multiple states um we have members ranging from uh just recently I I I became a tag team champion up in Nebraska with Colton Alexander so I guess by proxy that makes him a member of the Rebel Hearts uh down in Oklahoma City our good friend uh the, uh, the spotlight, Warren Powers, he's officially a part of the Rebel Hearts. Um, when we had Jim Jim and I for that uh, big April show, when we had promotions all across the country coming to, to Hutchinson, Kansas, um, we teamed up with her. She officially became member of the Rebel Hearts. I mean, we've got members of Rebel Hearts everywhere. I mean, heck, we, we don't have a ring announcer Friend uh, as a Rebel Heart member, so uh, we are taking applications for that right now. If you'd like to, uh you're, you're off to a good start with the, with the Chiefs memorabilia there. So, well, okay, well, I'm a
3: ring announcer, but I'm in the St. Louis area, so uh, well, I'll, hey, I'll, we may we may need a Missouri member. You know? <laughs> I mean, I was a Rams fan for a while, so oh, I okay, mean, okay. But, but, but here's but here's the thing: uh, the Rams can never ne- ne- never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll talk- <laughs> I'm rooting for the Bengals.
5: Sorry. <laughs>
4: darn, darn you, Stan Kroenke.
5: <laughs> all right, so kind of keep this flowing on what you here, Christian. Um, you know, you spoke on um, multiple talents coming to the KWA. Not so much you traveling out, but, you know, you staying really based in Kansas and a couple other states here and there, but really based in Kansas. And, you know, uh, with all these talents coming in, and there's so many veterans in this business that I know have came through KWA. Um, what what I really want to know from you, and I ask this to, to all the guys because I, I love asking this question and hearing, hearing the different answers from it, but since you've been in this business, since you've been a part of KWA, what is the best piece of advice you have gotten?
4: I love answering this question because the story is so funny. So um, this was back in... Uh, so this was while I, I wasn't wrestling, you know, as often as I wanted to. This I remember this was back in 2014. Uh, some random show I got booked. I don't even remember what the town was and all that, too. So um, come back from the match. I'm not happy. I'm pissed off. It was not a good match. I didn't have a good time. Um, you'll, you'll know this name, uh, Tommy Snow. Oh, yeah. Came back to the locker room after his match, and he just went out and did a hardcore match where there was barbed wire, thumbtacks. He's busted open. He's got blood all over him. He's got glass sticking out of him. He's got tacks out of him too. He walks by me, and he's like, "It's like, hey, hey, what's wrong with you?" And I said, uh, "I'm, I'm fine. I'm just not happy with the match." And he looked at me, it's like, "Hey, are you hurt?" Well, no. And he's like, "Is your opponent hurt?" Like, no. Well, then you had a good match. And you know, at I was still, you know, little, you know angry at myself at the time too but when I really sat down and thought about that he was right he was a hundred percent right and that is the one the single greatest piece of advice I think I've probably ever gotten in in this business so yeah. uh shout shout out to Tommy Snow I've never forgotten his words and uh I, I've passed it on to to many a person that have come back through the curtain uh with the same anger and frustration that I have and I can tell that you know it it may not register at that moment, but I know one day it will. So yeah, once yeah. again, shout out Tommy Snow. Thank you for that advice. It really helped me out.
3: So so serious question here. What's it like working with the Night Owl on commentary? Oh, <laughs> let's just let's just let's just
4: let's just get this one out of the way. So <laughs> you know, as as someone that's only done commentary a, a handful of times, it's nice to have someone on commentary that has as much respect for the business as the night owl does, you know, he's, he's not just going on there and, you know, just wanting to call moves and all that too. He's invested in the stories. He's invested in how the match is supposed to look, how it's supposed to sound, how the people at home, are you supposed to understand what's happening in front of what is being projected to them, both visually and odd and audibly. So that's something I look forward when I, I've, I've had matches before where the commentary in the background is just so unbearable that I'll watch my own match on mute because I just, it's just taking away from it at that point. I'm, you know, I'm excited to watch it back and learn something, but I was like, I, I got to watch this on silent. Um, Night Out was awesome. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun and uh, it, it gave me something to do. Uh, Something to add to the story, add to the drama of my best friend going to war with this monster, this carnivore in a match that's, you know, you know, it's a straight up death match, right? You know, so it's nice when you have announcers that can add to the match. And not so much, you know, just be a part of the match. If that makes sense,
3: you have to know the you have to know the backstory of the wrestlers. You have to know the I've I've done some commentary. I'm um, not saying it's been the great greatest commentary, but you have to know the backstories. You have to know where things are. You need to know the history of the wrestlers and the history between the wrestlers because if they because you can always bring that back up, you know. So. It, yeah, night owls. I've I've heard several of the night owls matches on YouTube from different different federations uh, or different companies, and it's always it's always a money product. No offense, Sonny, it's a money product.
5: <laughs> hey, no, no, you know, none taken. And you know what? I'll, I'll take a couple seconds out of this interview, and I'm really enjoying this with you, uh, Christian. But you know, uh, this is a straight shoot, guys. You, you know, Renee Martinez. You guys call him a night owl, but Renee Martinez. He is my best friend. Uh, he's a godfather to my kids. Uh, I've been friends with him for 20 years. And, you know, when we when you know, eight, nine years ago now, um, I've always been a mark for professional wrestling. I've always been a massive, massive fan. Uh, eight, nine years ago, uh, I if I asked him to list off of uh, professional wrestlers, he could probably tell you Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that was it. So I took him to his first wrestling show, independent wrestling show, and all he did from there was just take the ball and skyrocket and, and you know, he's doing amazing things. Not only uh, as, a, um, as a commentator, but as a ring announcer um, here in Wrestle Talk Podcast and just in the Midwest uh, professional wrestling community. So, uh, the big, big shout out to Renee, big shout out to the night out, man. I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm proud to call him a friend. I'm proud to call him a brother. And he, he puts a lot of love and effort and energy into professional wrestling. And that's why it sounds so good. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he gives a shit. He gives a shit. He Mm -hmm. wants it to sound good. And And, just like you, just like you, Christian, you know, you care about your match. Yes. You came out of it. Not hurt, and your opponent was not hurt, but you care about your match. Renee's the same way with commentary. Renee's the same way with ring announcing. I'm the same way. I don't know how many times that I've been on Wrestle Talk, even before I was a host, just to come on here and say my 15, 20 minute spiel and get off of here and go, man, that sounded like dog. That sounded like Quick Trip Pizza. You know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's even with that, with the wrestle, with with what we've done here at the Wrestle Talk podcast, how how we've taken it from completely to an audio thing to where we've built the video in now. And, and we're always looking to, you know, uh, invest, invest in ourselves. I bought myself a light in a pair of headphones that to make, to make everything look and sound good. Uh, uh, have an Ethernet cable, so I mean, I have put stuff up behind me. I got, I got to take. The, I do have to take down the Santa Claus head eventually, but uh, um, but no, Renee, Renee is a uh, is, is good people.
5: Yep, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, Christian, I have a uh um a, a question for you that's going to come out of left field. I'll throw a <laughs> little bit of backstory to this. Um, I was watching Royal Rumble with Night Owl, uh at his big mansion. Uh, and, um, you know, we were sitting there talking about the show and whatnot, and I had a question pop in my mind and I think it's a legit question. So you are going to be the first wrestler and the first time a WrestleTalk podcast, me asking this question. All right. So all right, again, let's do from it from a little bit of left field. Let's do it. Has there been any point in your career where have you have been on the either in the ring or waiting to get tagged in, but been out there in front of the audience. And you had to either pee or poop. Oh, every time I walk out the curtain,
4: <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's almost like an inside joke with uh with all of us wrestlers too it's like you you're you're getting warmed up you know you stretched out you're, you're getting ready to go getting ready to walk through the curtain the match is going match in front of you is going on in the ring too and then it, just without fail whoever's standing around there has to go to the ring we all look at each other and go yep my match is coming up i gotta pee
0: <laughs> it, never fails.
4: it never fails um i've never You know, knock on wood, I've never, you know, felt like I've had to, you know, go number two before I had to go wrestle, which thank God for that, because that would be horrifying that I couldn't imagine that. Um, I've only had one instance where I thought I was going to throw up in a match. So, I mean, it happens to everybody. I have seen guys throw up in the middle of the ring and had to wrestle after them. So that's, uh, that's always fun. But uh, yeah, we,
3: we have a rule at dynamo pro wrestling. It's from the promoter, from the one from the promoter is like, uh, you do not puke or poop in the ring. You make sure you get to, you make sure you get to underneath the ring and to the apron. So you can, can do it there. That's a good rule.
6: That's a
4: good rule. Uh, I appreciate that. (laughs) I can appreciate that. Um, No, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, if, If you don't have, you know, a little bit of nervousness or butterflies before you go out through the curtain, then you really shouldn't be doing this. It just shows you don't care. That's, that's just my opinion on the whole deal. So, I mean, you can be comfortable, you know, if you do it long enough, it's like, all right, you know, just, you know, punching, punching in like, you know, Sam sheepdog morning, Ralph morning, Sam, just go out and work, you know, that's, that's all, that's all it really is. But yeah, if you don't, you know, get a little bit of, you know, you know, uneasiness in there, you know, you just don't care. That's right. that's just
5: how, how how I feel about it. Uh, I'm I'm am I'm a ball of nerves every time I have to ring an announce or I'm doing any if I'm not sitting in the crowd as a friend even if I'm working security, you know what I mean? I have a ball <laughs> of nerves and I think um I think it was Taz who said it best um cuz you know he did his WWE run and you know towards the end he was really injured but he also said he said, "You know, I don't get those <laughs> butterflies anymore." You know I, I'm at that curtain and my music hits and I don't have that nervousness no more that's when it's time for me to climb out of it so um so yeah man I, so now I have a, I have, a, have another question here for you so we've seen your team partner do a death match will we uh, see epic Heart do a death match
4: well and it's uh who was it sting said it best you know uh one thing's for sure you know you're never you're never for sure yep so Absolutely. We, we shall see how the,
5: how the future turns out. Yeah. Is there any is there any match in particular <laughs> that you ever want to be a part of, whether it be a ladder match, lumberjack, you know, table, TLC? Uh, you know, the only match that you just mentioned that I have been a part
4: of is a lumberjack match. is funny? Funny enough, I have never been part of a TLC. I've never been in a tables match. I've never been in a ladder match. You know, it's just. I've just never had a, the closest thing I've had. I've done a street fight where there was steel chairs and you know trash cans involved, and uh, you know uh, uh, just never, never. Have, have been you ever involved d- in the story where a ladder had to be involved? Have right. you ever done? Have you ever done a cage match? I have not. Um, I have been on shows that have had cage matches, though, so it's uh, it's always cool. Uh, I think Sunny can even. Uh, uh, agree there's a uh, uh, kwa xwe they have an awesome uh setup with a giant blue steel cage that they have too and uh most recently uh kit reaver and drake gallows had an absolute amazing, wow. amazing match blow away match and it was it was awesome to see it in take place in a steel cage and they told a great story and uh it's 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 one of those things, you know. Anything if it's done too many times, it's going to get watered down, and people won't care. Cage matches in KWA still mean something because there's probably only <laughs> been like four or five in the last yeah. like five years.
3: That's that's the problem is promotions now. They they want they want the instant strike. You know, they don't build the storyline because if you're gonna if you're gonna do a cage match, you really need it to. Uh, you really need to make it mean something. You, Absolutely, you, it needs to build over months, months, and you know. Um, even even some of the specialty matches even a table even a street fight you can't just go from you can't just go from having a regular match one month to having uh a street fight the next month you know it just it it doesn't make any sense that's it's all it's all storytelling so absolutely i agree
5: and and, and that and you know and that's what i said at the beginning of this interview man all of kwa and especially xwe and billy simmons i can't sing my praises enough um and that's not because i want to ring announce down there again they are (laughs) good Hey, but my messages are open. No, but no, but seriously, man, they really do hold down storylines. And you know, I, I've been going to independent wrestling shows not only in the Midwest, but also when I go back home to the East Coast in the Philly and Jersey area, and even as, as popular as independent wrestling is out there, and you know, they could have a, a card that with former WWE stars and WCW and TNA. And you know, you bring all these stars, but there's no storyline. And it drives me crazy. Like, listen, I, I don't want to sound like an old head here where I say, oh, you know, it's just flippy high spots. I mark out for Ricochet. I mark out for Will Ospreay. I mark out for PW PWG type of uh, matches and cards. But let it make sense. Let there be a story to what you are presenting, okay? there's a lot of fans who are in that eighteen to thirty five range that want that story. You know what I mean, yes, of course there's kids out there, and you know they don't know half the half the stuff, but those eighteen to thirty five year olds who are bringing their wife to the show or bringing their girlfriend to the show or getting in trouble with their wife and girlfriend because <laughs> of a three hour wrestling show. you know what i mean they're making that investment whether it's two or three hours. At the very least, let it make sense. Even if the matches aren't crisp, clean cut, let the stories make sense. And I cannot preach that enough, man. So I'm in uh, agreement. At, absolutely. So Christian, what is what is it that you're looking forward to the most in 2022? Is there anything that you're really that you got up and coming that you're looking forward to?
4: Um, you know, like I said, it's just uh I, I feel like even though we've been teaming up since uh, 2019, I feel like myself and Justin Gray, I've only scratched the surface of what we're capable of as a tag team. So every single time we get an opportunity to go out, you know, in front of a crowd and, you know, prove ourselves as one of the best, we it, it, it just adds another layer of excitement every single time we get that opportunity. So we're always looking to uh, to. Uh, go to new promotions and uh, try to test our mettle against uh, new ta- new and established tag teams in that area. Um, we're always willing to, uh, you know, to, you know, do our best to try to uh, establish ourselves in any any part of the country that we can, honestly. So we're not afraid to travel. We're not afraid to change. Um, but we're definitely most excited right now for what, everything that's coming along in Kansas wrestling. And uh, we're, we're happy to be a big part of that.
3: That's all. That that is that is completely that is completely awesome. So, what well, we're we're kind of at the point of the show where we uh we do this segment called shoot and shout. So I'm going to ask Cost to come back up here real quick, uh, because we have a we have an intro to shoot and shout. We're gonna give uh Christian a fifteen thirty seconds to a minute just to talk about whatever he wants to he can talk he can talk about the knockout kings he can talk about whatever he wants to talk about so uh
5: christian, christian this is your time this is shoot and shout buddy anything you want whether it's professional wrestling whether it's walking into a bathroom and there being no toilet paper everything in between this is your this is your 30 seconds to a minute to get whatever you want to get off your chest bro even if so. it's crappy pizza
3: Even if it's Crappy Pete. So, Hoss, go ahead and hit that that theme music. I think you'll enjoy this.
0: It's just one
1: of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact, if you interact.
4: Man, oh man, that almost threw me off my game there for a second. That's an
0: awesome
3: intro. I love that. All so, right. So let, okay. let's get let's give Christian the uh, the
4: floor here, and uh, he can talk about anything he wants. So all right. Well, as I mentioned earlier, at the Memorial Hall in Hutchinson, Kansas, knockout Kings, you stole our kwa tag team titles you walked away the champs and there's nothing that we can do about that and you said yourselves there would be no rematch well let me tell you something justin gray and i will fight to the bitter end to make sure that we get you in the ring one more time it doesn't matter if it's salina it doesn't matter if it's hutchinson it doesn't matter if it's wichita wherever it is justin gray and i will get our shot at those tag team titles and believe me the saying goes if you mess with the king you best not miss well trust me when i say we're coming for the gold, we're coming for blood. We're coming for your heads.
3: Oh, Christian Christian Temple. Very, 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 very nice. Uh first of all, thank you for coming on the Top Podcast tonight. So go Later ahead and throw out me. your go ahead and throw out your all your social medias, your Facebooks, your your Instagrams, your Twitters, uh, so so the fans of the Top Podcast can follow you and see
4: what's what's coming up with you. Absolutely. Uh, fa- facebook.com slash, uh, one Christian temple. That's why I put it that way on my, my screen right there. Uh, Instagram, uh, same thing handle at one Christian temple, uh, my YouTube channel, uh, where I post my wrestling content, uh, will be, uh, you just go to youtube.com search uh, Christian temple wrestling. You can find all uh majority of my matches that I upload there. And you can also find, uh, Find uh, my new podcast that I've been doing uh, for this NFL season. It is the Trajan Temple Sportcast. Uh, myself and uh, my good friend, the terrible towel twirling Trajan. He's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, last week we recovered. We covered the uh, the championship Sunday games that happened, where unfortunately my my uh, beloved Kansas City Chiefs uh, fell to the Cincinnati Bengals and. Uh, in just a few minutes, we will be recording uh, the, uh, our new episode, which will preview the Super Bowl matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, I about said St. Louis Rams, but the Los Angeles Rams <laughs> rather uh, for the upcoming Super Bowl. So we are super excited to uh, cover that, too. And uh, if you are interested in, uh, in my pro wrestling or if you are interested in an um, in NFL talk show, uh, feel free to stop by, leave a like or subscribe to the channel. We would love to have you on. Oh, Christian, Christian, Christian! Thank you so much for
3: being a part, and you are officially now a member of the Russell Talk Podcast family. And we hope that we thank can, uh, hopefully, we can have you on again soon, sometime, and uh, we'll talk more about wrestling and some even some Kansas City Chiefs. I would love to. I would love to come on. Just let me know. I'll be here. All right. Thanks, Christian. Man, that was a good interview. I don't know about you, but I, I'm I, I'm pumped. I'm I'm gonna start. I'm. Gonna talk, go into Luke's office tomorrow and talk about bringing in these guys to the St. Louis area. So uh, I I haven't seen I've only seen a couple of matches on YouTube that Renee posted. So Sonny Sonny can Sonny can explain that. So
5: man, yo, any promotion and not just St. Louis, Kansas City area too. Book the Rebel Hearts. I promise it'll be worth the money. Book the Rebel Hearts. Book both of them. Epic Heart. Christian Temple, massive legend, Justin Gray. I promise you, you will not be disappointed in either one of those guys. But together as a tag team, it's even better. So, yes. Great interview, man. I'm glad I got to be a part of that. I'm yeah. glad I got to do that sickness from QT. So Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, I guess at this point in the festivities, uh, we're going to take it to a break. Uh, what do we got for uh, uh, break music tonight, uh, Big Hoss?
2: Um... <laughs> Probably do a little Remy Ricks.
3: All right, we're going to take us a break here of the Wrestle Talk podcast. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit. We got some more things to talk about with Sonny because he missed the uh, he missed the high spot segment. I want to bring up something about a uh, Terminus, uh, someone that's big in the Kansas City area that he might be interested that in is going to be at the next Terminus show. Uh, but we also have Jason Strife is going to be our second hour guest here in just a few minutes. In just a little bit, so. Uh, Go ahead and enjoy the break. Get yourself something to drink. Make sure you take care of your bartenders, your waitresses, and tip tip the serving staff. So, uh, uh, Big Hoss, take it to break.
1: Return of the D was imminent. Step into the mic. It's like a brand-new lyricist. I'm here to do what should have been done 10 years ago. You can't. With me, I'm stepping out the shadow. The overloaded. I'm ready to explode. I've lost all self-control. And these skills like how you land one slice And I watch your head roll It's a lyrical kamikaze When I unload on the mic I'm ending everything I see It's destruction on sight Won't you sound like a track With no bass? That's a dead beat Me on the other hand I'm shattering the concrete Breaking down the doors the motion enemies within the opportunities It's survival I ain't going nowhere I got immunity. More calculation Ain't it gruesome and never stayin' ever Stronger, sharper Lyrical spears that pierce Straight through the armor do harder. a Get your father, get you the girl We'll tear straight to the charts and slaughter Any of you motherfuckers that can see That we the best in seas, capisce? Return, I'm like, I'm indexing, this little hotel, I mean, the untaxiness of my mind Frame just letting loose Like I'm spraying with no end. Don't give a fuck who it is or who it is I'll drop it back and put your wig like it's the weekend Can't feel your face, buddy Was it the cocaine? What's the lead? Pipe that round your brain. Fuck in the script. I'm gonna stop and spit all on it Got my own rules, got my own code Come and try me, bitch Keep with it, I get hit with it I ain't playing around I'm the back to lead All my competition buried six feet underground Surface this greedy murk from the depths of hell I hear a Red Remi's back I'll oh, sit for my life Drop the beat and I'll make the world suffer defeat Ain't no one
0: fucking win
1: the return Harder, extra, sharper, numerical spears that pierce straight through the armor. <laughs> harder, hitty, harder. Give me the deal, we'll tear straight to the charts and slaughter any of you motherfuckers that can't see that we the best disease. see's, capisce? It's the return
0: of G.
2: All right, right. everybody.
3: All right, welcome back to the Rust Top Podcast, episode three eighty one. Can you believe we're at three? Can you believe we're at three eighty one? I mean, I mean, it just, it just, it doesn't seem. We're going to be celebrating four hundred before we know it. I better go out and get my tux cleans because I think we should all be dressed to the nines during that show. During that show, don't you think?
2: Let me know how that works out for you.
3: (laughs) Uh, but we we just had a great interview with uh, the Epic Heart Christian Temple. Uh, you can check him out in the Kansas City area. Money's big. Money's money's big on him. He's like going all in. So before we get to our second uh, second hour guest, I want to talk to you about uh, uh, Terminus. That's a uh, Jonathan Grisham's promotion running, and apparently someone from Journey Pro that's Russell for Journey Pro and Russell for St. Louis Anarchy, wrestled for Dynamo as well, wrestled for a bunch of stuff out in the Kansas City area. Kenny Alfonso is going to be part of Terminus.
5: Wow, that's beautiful, man. Yo, shout out to Kenny Alfonso. Uh, he's doing big things over here at Journey Pro. Um any promotion he goes to, he does big things. Uh, I've been following Kenny Al- Alfonso's career now for about five years. Um, actually, Night Owl also knows him very well. Um, Kenny Alfonso was in a tag team, and he won, I believe at the time, it was his first tag team championship of his career uh, in the Night Owls promotion. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome, man.
3: He's, Yo, he's, he's He's teamed with our with the Dynamo Pro heavyweight champion as part of Alpha Omega. Yep. So he's doing big things. He's got term. He's got term, terminus. I mean, that's that's big on. That's going to be big for his. I mean, he's. He's he's an awesome he's an awesome wrestler and super nice guy. I've only met him a couple times, but I mean oh,
5: very nice, always nice, always great with all the fans, man, shaking hands and smiling and taking pictures and, and, and ask and, for a nicer guy. Can't happen to a better guy.
3: And when when we while we're talking about Journey Pro, Journey Pro has a show coming up on February the 18th. The Love Below at uh
5: is it Blip Roasters?
3: That is uh, correct.
5: It is Blip Roasters in the west bottoms of Kansas City, Missouri, right there by downtown. Uh, Your boy, Money Mayo, will personally be in the house. I'm actually bringing Mrs. Money Mayo with me. So I could not think of a more romantic uh, gift. Of eleven years of being together as a happy couple than me taking her into the shady part of downtown Kansas City <laughs> and letting uh a, you know grown cop, men a... with no shirts on and underwear slap each other around. It's gonna be awesome, man. I can think of nothing more romantic.
3: <laughs> and then give me don't give me mean, blip roasters is actually literally is a coffee shop, right? It's
5: absolutely. a huge Yep, absolutely. It is a coffee shop and you know, they they pack them in there. Uh about 150 200 people. Uh the last show I went to was Thanks Killing back in November. That uh poster I was, was awesome. down there I love- and it was that- awesome. you was a great show, man. It was a great show, great setup. That was a great poster too.
3: With that poster that they put out was uh, absolutely amazing. They have some really creative uh I know they had a show called Die Hard 2 is also a
5: Christmas movie. Yep. Yep. That was the, that was their Christmas time show, man. Yo, hey, shout out to DJ Stewart and uh Hartsel Gray. Everybody involved over there, at Journey Pro, man. They're from their posters to their shows to their locations to the wrestlers they have on the card. They are really killing it. They they they're striking gold every single show. So major shout out to them.
3: Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, so Sonny, we didn't get you didn't get a chance to mention anything during uh, high spots. Do you want to mention something real quick before we bring on our second hour guest? Or? Um,
5: just overall, and and and, and I got to jump on. I believe it was last week. Um, you know, personally for myself. I was very disappointed in the Royal Rumble. Uh, We heard the rumblings that Ronda Rousey was coming. As soon as as her music hit, uh, I I knew as a fan that she was going to win. Same thing with the men's Rumble. As soon as Brock's music hit, um, you knew he was going to win. At least I did. Uh, In my personal opinion, it should have been Kevin Owens. I would have even took Randy Orton in the hometown of St. Louis, but I think that was Kevin Owens' moment. Uh correct me if I'm wrong here, gentlemen, but Kevin Owens has not won a Royal Rumble. Uh, right? No, he
3: hasn't no he has not. No. So he, I, Randy I, or- Randy Orton has won it twice. Right. And I thought maybe they would give him this third the third, because only one person has won the Royal Rumble three times, and that's uh, right. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you would th- and I will tell you, from what I hear, the uh the ovation, the pop that Randy Orton got in his hometown was absolutely deafening oh at, in the dome even even for being a huge cavernous place that the dome is the dome is just right huge building but you could just kind of tell that the that the the ovation was was right there so yeah and
5: i mean you know there was grumblings a couple months back um uh, that you know kevin owens might not resign with wwe as we know he did uh, i believe if the dirt sheets are true, it was a five-year deal. So we're going to see Kevin Owens in WWE for a while, God willing. Uh, he could have easily went to AEW. But, you know, uh, just to, I don't want to go down the WWE bashing rabbit hole. They do do some good things. But, you know, I was not impressed with the Rumble. I, the meter's not clicking for me on Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Uh, <laughs> you know uh then- I, I will say i will say
3: one thing i did like i did like, <laughs> i did, i did like the uh Seth Rollins the uh shield entrance i oh, thought that man. was that was yeah, great that, that's great story that we that talked awesome. about storytelling earlier that's great storytelling yep.
5: And, and and that's why I always say, guys, you know, I I don't want to be one of these fans who completely bashes WWE and and talks about all the bad things they do because I think we can spend a whole episode on that. But let's <laughs> I want to be one of the fans who speaks up and go, you know, they actually do do some good things. They, they 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 accomplish some good things here. I love Roman Reigns' run as as a heel with the title. With I I will I, 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 you know between uh, Paul Heyman jumping back and forth between. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, you know, there's some good storylines there. And as far as the Royal Rumble event itself, that was probably the best one, at least in my opinion, was uh, Seth and Roman. And to start that show off and the way that match finished with the DQ, you know, I looked over at Night Owl and I actually told him, I said, this is going to be a really good pay-per-view. And yeah, the women's Royal Rumble was okay with you know besides uh, Ronda Rousey winning I my pick was Lita. I was hoping Lita would win it and which good to see her still in the program. She's getting a title match at Elimination Chamber, but uh, overall I was just disappointed with the Royal Rumble and it being my favorite pay-per-view of the year it really Kind of and stuff and I do. think
3: the I think the Raw Women's Title match had a lot a lot going against it. It, it followed the Women's Royal Rumble, which is one of the major uh, major events of the year. But also, it did not help that the uh, the WrestleMania sign caught on fire and they had to evacuate yeah. the section like
5: three times, right? It, it caught
3: on, and then it caught on fire again after Brock won it. Yeah, so it was not. It was not a good night to be the WrestleMania sign. Let's no, it
5: was not. No, it was not. Maybe that's a sign of things to come. Uh, you know, because they don't know what they're doing at WrestleMania from what I'm hearing between when the Hall of Fame is, or it, you know, right? The-
3: they, they don't know when they're gonna put the NXT show. Uh, there's there's rumors that the NXT show is gonna be Saturday at one o'clock, which is right. I don't know if I agree with that. The Hall of Fame is gonna probably be after SmackDown. Uh I, I I don't I don't know. Maybe 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 move the Hall of Fame to Summer Sla- SummerSlam weekend where you only have one night. I mean, I I don't, I don't know. There's there's no real answer to that. So, uh Big Hoss is our uh, guest waiting in the in the backstage area?
2: Yes, he is.
3: All right. Uh Sonny, you want to go ahead and do the do you want to do the introduction on this one since I took care of uh, Christian?
5: Oh, uh, sure. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a guest that I have been waiting to see and come on to the Wrestle Talk podcast, and now I have the pleasure, along with my other co-host of the evening, of giving this man an interview. He's a gentleman who's been in the business for 17 years. He's been to every promotion you can think of, including WWE. Um, ladies and gentlemen, now making his way to the WrestleTalk podcast, the Bulletproof Tiger Jason Strike. Jason Strike, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? Man, I'm doing wonderful over here in Kansas City. I think my man DJ Big Sexy is doing pretty good over there in St. Louis. So, oh, we're, yeah, we're, we're we're enjoying our we're enjoying our Tuesday night here on Russell Talk podcast, man. It's great to have you on. I've been looking forward to you being on the show for a long time. Yeah, good.
6: I I love I love doing stuff like this. So, this is a yeah, this is a treat for me.
5: Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, Hoss, you want to? Uh, I'm, s- I'm sorry, Road Dog, you want to go ahead and kick this off, buddy? You got a couple questions there for me. Oh, uh, yeah.
3: I want to talk about you have an event. There's an event that I saw that you're coming up for Magnum Wrestling, yeah. uh, where you are taking on it, it's uh, February the 26th, Saturday in Omaha at Stocks and Bonds, or is it Stock and Bonds? Uh, Stocks and Bonds, Stocks and Bonds, uh, where you're going to take on former Ring of Honor star now in Impact, Mike Bennett. Yep. Uh, Are you, how, what are you, what are you looking forward to most? Besides, I believe he's doing a seminar for wrestlers and that's probably one that the, any wrestler that's in the Nebraska area or within a couple, couple hour drive would be willing, would be an awesome to take a Mike Bennett seminar. So what are you looking forward to most?
6: Uh, I mean, what I'm personally looking forward to the the most, uh, is, is getting to wrestle Mike, um, I've got, I'm on a big kick for 2022, uh, in terms of, uh, proving my worth and my ability, uh, in the ring. And, uh, there's no better people to do it with than guys like Mike Bennett. And I've got a lot of other surprises up my sleeve for, um, uh, Magnum wrestling this year. So will be a, if you're not following us, I would advise you to do so. And, uh, You've never been to a show? I would highly recommend you attend one. Um, if you like the Journey Pro atmosphere, you would absolutely love ours because we run in a bar. Uh, <laughs> it's no nonsense; like it's a big party with wrestling at it. So,
5: yep, yep. And I can speak from that from experience. I haven't got the, I haven't had the chance to make it up the stocks and bonds. But when you guys were running there in Ramada, uh, you know, I, I. I I, I had to gain enough brownie points with my wife to make that drive up to Omaha from Kansas City just for a wrestling show. But she came with me, man. We went to Ramada, and that was the card uh, that you got to wrestle the NWA heavyweight champion yeah. at the time, Nick Aldis. And a hell of a match, Jason. A hell of a match, man. Look, I got goosebumps talking about it yeah. right now. So, And that, that was something I got to express to you when I got a couple minutes to talk with you uh, at a dirty pro show recently. Yeah. But... Uh, I, I want to kind of bounce off of that here for a second. Uh, you are calling it Magnum Wrestling, but I believe when it started off, it was Magnum Pro Wrestling, yep. correct?
6: Uh, well, no, that's the thing. It was it was just Magnum Pro. Uh, okay. Back when uh, back when I started that in 2011, I was so sick and tired of you know the three letter monikers for wrestling companies. And so I wanted to do something different. Now, if you look around in like the last five years or so, maybe even less, everybody's running on just like something, something. I've watched, I've watched people <clears throat> change their names from, you know, this and that and this and that, you know. Yep. And yep. so, uh, you know, that's when, when we took a break last September, um, just because I was burnt out, we needed a break. I decided it was who of us that we were going to rebrand. Um, because I, you know, I have a, I have a business, I have a degree in business. Um, I've handled all the business stuff for Magnum from day one, uh, all the marketing, all that stuff. Um, people, people don't realize I'm more than just a wrestler. Like, um, I'm pretty smart. And so one of the chief things that we always got feedback on was like, well, that's a cool logo, but like, what is Magnum pro? Like nobody understood it. Nobody knew what it was. Right. But like. In people's attention span nowadays, you're not going to get people to go and, you know, look you up on Facebook or Google something right away. And by that time, they're going to forget. So yep. we just opted to, uh, you know, me and my event producer, we just decided, like, you know what, like we need something that screams wrestling right out of the gate. Yep. And ironically, most of our social media handles were all at Magnum Wrestling because... Magnum Pro was already taken like Magnum wrestling and you know it's, it's Magnum wrestling high caliber live entertainment and it just stuck and we had to battle with a couple little things to make sure that all of our social media handles rolled over yep. and, uh, and we got it we did it so it's not a problem but it just worked out well and then we did the logo change and everything and I was skeptical of it at first uh, but as as I started getting feedback from people, uh, you know, at first people, oh, it looks like a high school teams <laughs> logo. I, I was like, ah, well, yeah, kind of a little bit. And then I had one person compare it to MLW, and I was just like, uh, like whatever. So like I started to second guess it. But then once we got all of our new belts made and all of our promotional material done, and like our uh, our turnbuckle covers done and everything i was like oh dude like this is killer like this I, is me this is the most perfect way to do it so and then we actually went back to our old colors of black and purple uh and then just added the silver onto it so
3: i, I don't think what people actually realize what it takes to to put on a wrestling show because i worked for a promotion i worked for a promotion here in the st louis area dynamo pro yeah, yeah. Uh, um and and but you don't you it People think it's just oh you got to rent a building, you got to you got to rent some chairs, you got to get some wrestlers in there, you got to put up a ring and just do it. And no, oh, there's promotion, there's media stuff that you can do nowadays. Uh, shout out to Luke Roberts, the media man, the media the media guy for Dynamo Pro Wrestling who gets us who gets all the wrestlers on different podcasts like the Wrestle Talk podcast. But I mean, you don't realize that you, and, and day of show, day of show is the longest thing ever. Oh, hey, it's set set up Set up. You got to get the merch table. You got to get the tickets. Here in Missouri, you have to make sure that you have a the the Missouri people give you a box to put the tickets in. You got to have cash for the concession stand if you're not if you're if you're not using the bars concession stand. There's a lot of work that does, and then it's the the tear out. The tear the the tear out's just as worse. So it's you're you're pretty much going to be there pretty much at least
6: twelve hours that day. We uh. We have an awesome crew. Like, I don't know how many are going to see this, but like I got to give a shout out to just everybody involved uh, at Magnum and not just the guys on our roster, because, you know, we've got a lot of extra hands that come out uh, and help set up and and help and and run little things, you know, like we do, (coughs) we do the things like the seminars with uh, with the names we bring in and I'll have guys uh, stick around and, watch the show and, and and help out with tons of stuff. I mean, we've got ironically the the building that we're in, we've actually downplayed all of our production stuff. I actually ended up selling off a bunch of it. I mean, I probably had a I probably had like $30,000 with the production stuff and I was just like as unnecessary. <laughs> and so we just started selling it off and now we like we use a pretty simple setup for an entrance. Um you know we do do like a, like a truss and lighting when we feel like it, uh, <laughs> but outside of that, the bar has its own lights, uh, they have their own sound. Uh, so we literally come in and we do the ring, set up the chairs and tables the way we need it, and put up our entrance way. And then my production guy handles all of our stuff in terms of setting up like our live stream and, and all that stuff. And it, but but I mean, even, it's that, awesome
1: even
3: that, even that, even that is still you're looking at like a 12, at least a 12 hour day. So it's just, and and you're absolutely tired afterwards, unless you can get in there and set up the night before, but being a bar, you probably can't get in there the night before because they're probably open the night before for the, for their own stuff. So, so they're probably like, okay, you can come in at 12 o'clock, tw- like noon time or 10 o'clock in the morning and start setting up and getting everything done. It's a, it's a lot of work. I, I've i done my fair share of uh tear ins and tear outs and, I don't necessarily get to do as much anymore because of my back's been bothered because of, you know, as I get older, you know, as you get older, your yeah. things start to crack as you stand up and and move around. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> but, hey, uh,
5: hey, that don't matter, bro. You better grab a chair, man. We're <laughs> all in this together, brother. You better grab. Oh, a I, better I, put up, I, put up, ch- up I put up the chair. You know,
3: <laughs> I put up the chairs. I've I've carried in rings, uh, carried up bring, you, in certain venues. You have to carry up, bring yep. up upstairs, upstairs. So you know, it's yep. it, it, I'll never it, do it, it, that.
6: <laughs> you know, you'll you'll have to pay me a lot of money to get me in a venue where I have to carry my shit upstairs. That is not happening.
5: I I, be, I believe it was Bubba Ray Dudley talking about the old ECW when they used to run in Queens. It was the Elks Lodge in Queens. And they said that that building, uh the setup was on the third floor. So they literally had to carry the ring post and there was no elevator. You know what I mean. I mean? There's no service elevator or anything. They're carrying ring post and the whole setup up three flights of stairs. So I mean, no,
3: I'll pa- I'll pass. I'll, I'll I'll pass. I'll agree, Jason. I'll I'll pass on that one. <laughs> I'll be late. I'll up. be late. I'll be late to set up on that one. I'll make sure everything yeah. is. In. I'll make sure everything is in and on the on the ground
6: ready to go. So yep. we just did a show last year, sometime, uh, out in Illinois area. Myself and one of my students. Uh, it was, it was for homegrown wrestling and like the venue was really cool. Uh, but the way into the venue to bring everything up was the biggest incline of rickety old ass steps I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And it was just watching it, it was, I was scared. Um
3: Phrase you're gonna fall through the steps and, and oh it was and... just,
6: I it, I'm not kidding you it was it was terrifying it was <laughs> I, it wasn't like you know it wasn't vertical to go up but I mean it was as close as you could get going up those steps that if you even tipped back you were falling and you weren't hitting anything on the way down
0: <laughs> and they
6: carried the whole ring up there so. Props to those
5: guys. <laughs> right, right, I'm, I'm right. Trying right. to keep it on this, Jason, so it makes me wonder, you know, in your long historic <laughs> career that you've had, has there ever been any rings that have been like that, or has there ever been any rings that you refuse to get into because they're just not a good setup? Oh,
6: man, I've gotten in every ring
5: everywhere.
6: <laughs> uh, the, the worst ring I've ever been in was Ian Rotten's ring.
1: Oh, oh. gold
6: ring. Uh, IWA? I mean, yeah, yeah, that I mean that just looking at that ring would have given you hepatitis. <laughs> but uh I you know I was yeah, that ring had so much history for me that like I just didn't care like right f- go for broke man I loved yeah. it. And I it's
3: not it's not always necessarily the rings that scare you. It's the it's it, I've been in my fair share of terrible locker rooms. Uh locker rooms that I've I've, I've heard of people uh in horse stalls the worst locker room i was ever in was behind a blue tarp it was a lawnmower shed and a vfw hall in a rinky dink town up in illinois waynesville illinois that's what it was waynesville illinois for pro wrestling epic and it was it just was you could fit two people in there everyone was changing behind the blue tarp (laughs) i mean if someone just walked up and walked looked around they'd see a whole bunch of wrestlers naked probably so i mean that's that's the worst locker room i've probably been been in so uh
6: i i well i don't know if i had it beat but we ran a show in fremont nebraska outside a bar uh and we literally changed in the fenced-in area where the dumpsters were (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh god! Oh, and, no. and luckily,
6: like the dumpsters are empty. It didn't smell like shit or anything. Right. there was broken glass on the ground, and like I just—it was at a bar. We were already up. I mean, we had already half of us were already drunk before the show even started. It was like nobody cared. We had a great time, but that was a pretty bad locker room. There's
3: there's been some there's been some bad where where they cr- which cramped, and you, yeah. you not everyone can get in there. It just um if if you get a locker room in a in like a rec center or something like that with a with, with shower you should just be you should just count yourself as lucky as can be because that that's, doesn't that, that's
5: that's five star hotel status. Right? That's five
3: star That's five star. The building we run in at Concordia has a uh, downstairs. We we change backstage on the stage, but we also there's also a actual locker room, weight room type thing downstairs with oh. showers, and so so you walk down there occasionally, you'll just see some of the wrestlers. They'll be they'll be pumping their they'll be pumping iron and stuff like that, and and getting ready for the show. So it so if you get a venue like that be happy because it's, yeah. it's it's not something that happens all the
0: time.
5: Yeah, even as a fan here in Kansas City, there's a promotion called uh, KCXW. Uh, they're about to run their first show. They, they stopped running shows because of the pandemic, but they're about to run their first show here towards the end of April. Please check them out, Kansas City Extreme Wrestling. And uh, they run it in a venue called Soccer Nation, which is an indoor soccer field downtown Kansas City, and no AC in the building. And, I mean, even as a fan – you have to be you have to have some heart to sit through a two and a half, three hour wrestling show with no AC, just hot as you could possibly think it is. So I can't imagine what it's like for them guys to get in the ring and put it on a 15, 20 minute match, man. Meant more power to you guys. But Jason, to kind of keep this interview going here, man, and before I actually uh, ask you this next question, I love that shirt. That shirt is. Bad oh, I was shirt. thinking
3: the same thing. I, w- I didn't know if I wanted to bring up his shirt, but
5: yeah. it's got it's got Roddy Piper on it, and any, no. show, any, any shirt with Rowdy Piper is. Yo, I think I see Giant Gonzalez on that shirt too. So shout out to that shirt. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so what I want to know, Jason, and and this is something that uh, I don't know. I usually know it uh, about some of the bigger names here in the Midwest, but I don't know your origins. I mean, like, what made you get into professional wrestling? Was there a moment? you watching wrestling as a fan, or was there a wrestler himself or a card? or What made you get into professional wrestling?
6: Uh, I stumbled into wrestling, actually. <laughs> um, I mean, I was a wrestling fan as a kid. Uh, kind of lost touch with it. Uh, it came back around high school when I had some uh, mutual friends that were into it. You know, we did the whole backyard wrestling thing, but uh, I, I was dead set on being a stuntman. Oh, wow uh yeah yeah i was dead set on being a stunt man i wanted to wreck cars get lit on fire and fall off buildings because uh, <laughs> i'd make a lot more money and i'd probably be a whole lot safer than what yeah. i'm doing now so uh i had plans to go out to seattle uh washington for a six-week fully accredited stunt school uh right out of high school like i wasn't gonna go to college i didn't care about college i had no desire to go to college, get get a degree, nothing. Um, and so when I started looking into it and I inquired about it, I found out that you had to be 20. I'm assuming because of laws or something out there would be my guess. But uh, so I just, uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to work. Uh, I'm just going to work, save up money. Uh, maybe I'll go to college for a little bit, get an associate's degree, just so I have something to put on a resume took a year off from school after I graduated uh, before I decided to go to college, but I was, uh, I was working and it, it just, uh, an independent show for a local place popped up. Like I was aware of the local company that we had here. Right. Um, they had a school, it was the Omaha Wrestling Association. Uh, and I looked at it when I was younger, like when I was 16, because they would have trained 16 year olds, but being a uh, being a preacher's kid and having a mom that's a nurse, mm. super overprotective, they would never sign a waiver for me to train. So, you know, if I'd have got into it when I was sixteen, who who absolutely knows where I would have been? But uh, I was like, all right, well, whatever. And I was at work one day and, and found out that they were having a sh- um, they they rebranded, they renamed their company, uh, and was running a show at the junior high school here and. Uh, for a, a guy in our area That had gone down to Harley Race's school And had a brain aneurysm and passed away
5: Oh Jesus mm.
6: uh, Yeah it was Chip Douglas uh, Wow Kid was phenomenal
5: Right um,
6: Had charisma that you could literally feel Like when you talk to him um, If he was Still in things He would be on TV without a doubt
5: You, you, It'd be safe to say he had the it factor
6: Yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so uh we went to that show that night and uh we had a good time me and my friends had a good time and and so like we were talking to the guys afterwards and another guy told me that he's like hey yeah there's a show tomorrow in this little town called everyone uh for some little festival deal and he's like yeah if you guys are free come on up he's like you'll come hang out you can set up the ring or whatever and blah 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 i was like all right well we didn't have anything else going on like, I had to work but I went into work and was like yeah I don't feel good I'm leaving and then we left because I, like, mm-hmm. I didn't care I was like I was an assistant manager at footlocker shithole to work for so he was like whatever Like, so we Did just
5: you like, have to wear the stripes bro at Foot Locker. were you in the stripes yep
6: yeah yep yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that long ago yeah. so um, we we went up to the show and got to talking to the guys and one of the guys goes hey I recognize you and I was like yeah he's like yeah you've been out to the school right and I'm like yeah, I've come and checked it out. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I've got time to kill. And he's like, well, forget talking to anybody else. Uh, he's like, come out. He's like, I'll train you myself. Oh, really? So I was like, all right, cool. And that guy, his name was Hype Gotti. And so uh, that following Tuesday, I
5: shout know, so out the Hype Gotti. When I moved out here from Philadelphia and moved to Kansas City, yeah. uh, we're talking, we're talking 2000, 2001. I remember yep. going to watch Hype Gotti, Derek Stone, Jeremy Wyatt, Mark Sterling, all them guys. So shout out to Hype Gotti.
6: Absolutely. Uh, so Hype handled my the majority of my in-ring training, like, right out of the gate. Uh, but Hype Gotti being Hype Gotti, he was really flaky. So uh, <laughs> I, I think I trained with him only, like, a few times. Uh, I, I Literally, I I look back at it now, I think I've only had, like, six to eight weeks of actual in-ring training mm. Mm. before I started. Uh, and so I went out there and started training with him. And at the same time, you, if you don't have got you should know Jaden Drago. Yep. Yep. Uh, I was I actually started working with him and his old man at their T-shirt printing shop. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and Drago has a phenomenal mind for wrestling. So he handled all the psychology side of my training. So all we did for eight hours a day was watch wrestling and pick everything apart. And he would teach me the psychology of things. Mm -hmm. So I was getting everything from, from two different areas. Right. It was perfect for me. And, uh, you know, me being me, I was never satisfied. So like I did every seminar I ever could get my hands on.
0: Yeah.
6: Uh, luckily at the time, Ian Rotten was working with the, the ritters out in muscatine and so they were bringing guys in all the time so i was out there training with guys like p williams and chris saban samoa joe ian rotten um steve carino i mean the list goes on i've probably done like 150 seminars if not more so
3: but that's not uh, a bad thing no rest wrestlers should do more seminar i mean more more of the local more of the local guys should if there's a if there's a seminar available you should you should definitely get on get and, on board
5: and knowledge and knowledge is power and that goes to, to anybody in the wrestling business not just wrestling but even for uh you know dumbasses like myself who's who want to get back into the business as a ring announcer a little bit you know pay attention study but show up the shows pay your dues do what's right you know what i mean um but you know, Jason, you said something there that was pretty interesting. You said six to eight weeks of training. What? Now, with a guy like yourself, been in the business all these years, uh, you you've mentioned you you've done some training, you, you've done some promoting, and you're at, you're still an active wrestler, kick ass at that. Um, but, but you know, what what would your advice be? to uh wrestlers like that or even what's your mind frame on that do you think that there should be a certain amount of time that they should be in a school before they get to get on a show and have a match or do you believe that you know uh kind of that old school thinking of listening in the car and listening in the locker room and watching and observing
6: i think it's a combination of both um first and foremost anybody that ever contacts me about getting trained for wrestling i tell them to find a reputable school um, we've got another company here in town that does camps and training before their show and any, any Joe Blow that shows up and set up their ring can take part in it And they have unqualified and uneducated people trying to train people on stuff. And then I get those people messaging me like, oh, well, I've done training here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. Right. You step foot in that ring and wrestle a the show there. Like, if you don't go through my three month curriculum, I won't touch you. Right. Plain and simple. Right. I I developed my curriculum after numerous amounts of trial and error. Right. And uh, you know, I narrowed it down to like three months would be like the bare minimum, and I'm it's like a basic intensive course. Like when people get done training with me, I make sure that they could go anywhere, have a confident match. They can be safe. Yep. Their opponent or their opponent can be safe. And, they can do what needs to be done. Right. Yeah.
3: Um, that's, that's, that's the thing is you got to find a reputable school because yeah. St. Louis has got, St. Louis has got a couple of schools. We got, we're, we're close to the Harley wrestling Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's still running Leland. Leland's running that got the dynamo pro dojo. Uh, Davy Richards just started up a team ambition up here in St. Louis. Uh, Bob Wharton has a school here too, as well. So we're, we're, we're good in the St. Louis area but it's different for everybody because you don't know how, how you don't know how quick they're going to pick it up, how quick they're going to be able to, you know, not be dangerous. I mean, Uh some people, they could pick it up in maybe six weeks, maybe eight weeks. Some people they're going to, it's going to take six months, you know, six, six, eight months. You know, I just, I I mean, I don't know what you think
6: about that. So. Uh, I mean, it definitely is a person by person basis. Um, I've got, I've got, uh, I mean, I've got a handful of students that are still very active, and people that I will put my seal of approval on. Um, I've got one, I've got one kid that picked it up after you know the three month course. He was ready to go, but he came back and ran it two more times. So he trained nonstop for nine months,
0: right?
6: And absolutely, one hundred percent. If any of them listen to this. then <laughs> Hurt because they always do but I always tell him like he's my standout guy like he gets it he's still training right but the counterpoint to that is is depending on what you want to do in wrestling you have to you have to do so much more and I mean that from the standpoint when we reopened our school uh it was in I teamed up with one of my students who's a was a very well-known MMA fighter and right in the exact same building, he was doing MMA and kickboxing and and things like that. And I told those guys all the time, I was like, yo, you really want to learn how to strike? Go take his classes. Right. Wanna work on your cardio? Go take his classes. Like people think that they can just go to a school and run through a class and like they're set and ready to go. Like right. that's to Did me, that's mean- not the thing. Like I've I've trained MMA. I've fought MMA. Like I've obviously, you know, you know, wrestling for as long as I have. I am a black belt in Taekwondo. Like all of that stuff combines to make me the very good professional wrestler that I am. And
3: and and, and we talked about it earlier. Is like uh, we talked about it with the first interview. It's it's more about just getting. It's like it's like in football, you have to get re- starter reps. You have to get reps mm-hmm. in the ring against actual opponents on a show, even if it's just an opening opening of a show or get yourself into a battle Royal as a young, as a young start upstart, you know?
5: And I I think that's one of the things that bothers me most, not just in the Midwest, but you know, all throughout the U S is that there's so many shady promoters, so many shady schools. Uh, I've seen instances where guys, and they don't know any better. They're just a fan of the business, and they mm-hmm. think can get in there. And, you know, just any Joe Schmo. Uh, I've seen a guy within the past five, six years, got into the ring, was training, and ended up breaking his hip. You know what I mean? And that affected his entire life. You know, he's going to deal with that entire life. So, um, you know, it's about, and you guys said it, safety number one. Take care of yourself. Taking care of your opponent. Well, you know, all the other things that come along with it, cardio, um, you know, knowledge, so on and so forth. And, and just constant learning. The the learning never stops. The learning exactly. never it never stops, man. So
3: yeah. so, so Jason, I wanna talk about some of the I was I was doing some research on you and talk about some of the wrestlers that you've wrestled uh mm-hmm. Kind of in this area, I know you've you've done you've been in St. you've been in the St. Louis area
6: before. You've been in Kansas City before, but uh, minimal, minimal in St. Louis. I wish I could get down there more. I just
3: you're you're busy with your own stuff, so.
6: Well, I mean, wrestling is my job, so right. I I run shows once once a month, right? Unless we get called, like March, we have two shows because we've got a we've got a show at a brewery, which is probably going to turn into a regular quarterly thing, but. Outside of that, like wrestling is my job. So, right. but you've been in the ring with
3: a, a couple of the people I've seen that you've been in the ring with. Jeremy Wyatt. Talk about Jeremy Wyatt in the ring.
6: My favorite professional wrestler to be in the ring with.
0: Wow,
3: hands That's down.
6: True. Uh and, you know when it comes to when it comes to the discussion about the absolute best wrestlers in the Midwest, my name gets thrown around and Jeremy's name gets thrown around. Jeremy, I absolutely one hundred percent of the time will. Just, absolutely say jeremy is the single best professional wrestler he
3: actually li- I, he Australia. actually he actually lives up to his uh monarch gimmick that he's that he has you know he's the I,
5: know. I, i've told him numerous times and and anytime his name gets mentioned uh i always say that he is an absolute wizard in that ring from yeah. the time he wa- from the time he walks out of that curtain hey to the time he goes back into that curtain. He's an absolute wizard. He holds the people in the palm of his hand. And, yo, he – I with you there.
3: I did. A, I did a tournament with him, and he w- he was wrestling all the way into the finals. Uh, I seen him. He comes out, and you would think that after his first time coming out, he would just get in one person's face. No, he got into <laughs> someone else's. He, you know that's what that's you know that's what his thing is. He yeah. gets he likes to get into the fans' faces, and he got into three different fans' faces. It was a different one on a different side of the ring each time he came to the ring. And I just – he's hes so smart. And also, there's another person I want to ask you about because he's big – he was big here in the St. Louis area and holds a special place here in Dingo. St. Louis. Dingo. Dingo. You knew who I was going to talk about. Dingo.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I love Dingo. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, me and Dingo went to war for, for Ian. Um, our matches at IWA IW Mid-South were fucking brutal – um, I loved wrestling Dingo. Uh, we had, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun together. He was a, uh, yeah, he was really good. I mean, like, just he just he just fit in perfectly every, everywhere he went. Like he could he could do it all. Right. So he can, uh, that's he what made him so good
3: he could do the hardcore stuff but he could also matt russell he could also mm-hmm. you know do you know it, it's just, it's just awesome and i know st louis anarchy is doing a uh, dingo invitational tournament later on this year so uh
6: yeah uh, i not not gonna lie after the after the wars we've had for uh for ian and the history dingo and i have for me not to be invited to that it pisses me off a little bit but
3: Whatever. Yeah, and he also faced Delirious too. Delirious ran the GCW uh, Gateway Championship Wrestling dojo here when it was here, and he's in part of Ring of Honor. Uh, do you have any memories of Delirious?
6: Yeah, man. Uh, so I was on a lot of shows with Delirious um, uh, for for Ian, and uh, and then and then PWP up here had me wrestle him one time after I had won the Midwest Exhibition title, and um, it was great, man. He's just he you know, he's a consummate professional. Uh, his gimmick was, is phenomenal. Um, he doesn't have to talk. He just, he just, he just spouts yeah. ra- he just spouts random like
3: words that don't even go together. Well, well mean, that's the thing.
6: There is actually a method to his madness, and he told me about it once. And I don't know if it would be who of me to tell everybody how exactly he does what he does. But I, I was privy to it, and it's uh-huh. it's awesome. Um, but part of uh, like part of how the yellow dog works is inspired by delirious so yeah
3: it's it's just you, you've worked with some really really great people here in the midwest why why it being the best dingo just dingo i'm i've only seen dingo Russell. he can't he tried to come back and then you know he's got that in, that that injury that he couldn't come back from you know and it sucks that you have to go but I'm not quite sure. I, I, bet you, I bet you Dingo could probably still pull a pretty darn good match off if he, if he, if he tried. So. I'm sure
6: he could. He, was, he just he had it. He got it.
5: So we're talking about all these wrestlers you face. And, you know, first and foremost, I know this is a business. You make your living off of this, off of this business. But has there been any moment in this business where you have a markout moment, whether it's being in, in a certain ring or a certain building or going against a certain wrestler?
6: Um, doing two hundred five live for the WWE with Tozawa. Yeah, that's uh, that was really cool. Um, it was cool because you know, like I came to the ring, and like I'm watching people leave because they're taping two hundred five live, and like I I already had a history with Tozawa because we had wrestled a few times, and um, you know, we we talked often, and. And when they were like, hey, we're going to have you wrestle Tozawa, like we were both like super excited because we were familiar with each other. So it was easy. Yep. Um, but like I'm, I'm standing out there, like I'm coming out to the ramp while it's dark and like I'm looking at everything. I'm like, yeah, this is really cool. Like, cool, cool, cool. I get in the ring. The ref's like, hey, don't jump up and down. The, the ring's mic. I'm like, yeah, 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 fair. Okay. And then like as I'm sitting there and then the lights come back on and I'm just watching people leave, I'm like, oh, well, this kind of sucks. But I've got, you know, random handfuls of people hollering at me. And then all of a sudden when they announced my actual name, I, I watch people stop, turn around, and just sit in the nearest seat that they were by and sit back down and watch. So it was like, that was really cool. It was like getting getting to just getting to sit, like stopping people in their tracks, getting to see that. Like that was cool. And then uh, working for AEW was really cool. Like just those those atmospheres those atmosphere is just so different compared to like an indie show. Um, Like I love independent professional wrestling because the interaction, uh, being able to be personable or when I'm a heel, which I prefer to be like, I love being able to look person dead in the eyes when I just bury their dick in the dirt when they think they can mouth off to me. Like, I love it.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah.
6: There's something to be said about wrestling in a gigantic arena and and I don't want to say the ease that comes along with that, but it, it's a completely different animal. Right. Uh, wrestling for TV and and wrestling for a crowd—two completely different things.
5: And, and I and prefer
6: that, wrestling for TV because it's so much easier
5: on my body. Right, but, and that's, and that's what I've heard, man. But you know. All things considering, um, I think everybody in this business, regardless, regardless of what they say, and some people are super marks, and some people are in it just for the business and just for the money, but, you know, to say that you've got to wrestle for the WWE and all of its lineage, man, that's super cool, and, I, you know, again, yeah. with, where you, wherever you stand in this business, to say that you've actually had a match with WWE, to me, is super, super duper cool, bro, you know? Yeah. So
6: bucket list
5: stuff yeah yeah absolutely bro absolutely and you know and I've seen a lot of cool things in professional wrestling If you growing up in Philly and ECW and CZW and all the independent independent promotions out there in the Philly and Jersey area and then to come out to Kansas and there not be when I again when I moved out here about 2001 there wasn't really wrestling in Kansas City there really wasn't had the St. Joe, and that's when I came across the Hype Goddies and the Jeremy Whites and his young career and Derek Stone and uh, Crow. <laughs> so, yeah, I oh love I love Craig. God, yeah, man. I
6: love Craig. You got to put him on the list. I have to put him up there. Um, yeah, I God, I love wrestling, Craig.
5: Yeah, you have to put you have to put Niles on that list just for for the simple fact of the knowledge he drops about the wrestling business on Facebook. Some of his posts, his rants alone. That's why you have to put him up there. But also because we just had him on the Russell Talk podcast recently, and he had a killer interview. And I wouldn't expect nothing less, but he had a killer interview. But, uh, you know, hey, man, that's why we're here, because we absolutely love this business one way or another. You know what I mean? So, uh, so, Road Dog, you got any questions for our, our, our boy, Mr. Uh, here? Because I got that game show challenge. I cannot wait to appreciate that, sir.
3: I I think I think we need to go ahead and get into that. Uh Russell Talk the game show challenge will bring Hoss back in here. Haas, do you have any before we get to that, do you have any questions for uh for Jason?
2: I'm actually pretty good. I've been listening to uh to the interview here and you know mo- most of the questions I actually had have already been asked. So, you know, I'm I'm good. So Let's go ahead uh, and get into this game
3: big, show big, challenge. Big, just so you know, Jason, Big Hoss is up in the uh, Virginia, West Virginia, and Baltimore area. He takes hey. care he, he takes care of things up in that area. So,
5: oh. Well, the way I'm looking at this, Jason, we're going to go ahead and get this game show challenge going. After the game show, we'll go ahead and get your social. And then if there's anything else you'd like to speak on, uh, any upcoming shows in 2022 with Magnum Wrestling and all that. But right now, it's time to get serious, gentlemen. It's time for the game show challenge.
0: That
5: That should be someone's interest music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contestant is scheduled for is, is the best. Two out of three falls. Tonight's contestant are our Russell Talk Podcast own big sexy Chris Rodell, and the Bulletproof Tiger Jason Strife. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever <laughs> you think you know the answer, all you have to do is shout it out. You can shout it out during my question. You can wait till my question ends. But whoever shouts it out first and gets the answer right, they get the point. Yeah. What did you tonight's Wrestle Talk <laughs> podcast game. Tonight, tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge category. Is the elimination chamber? Oh, I will yeah, give you yeah. information about three professional wrestlers that have won the elimination chamber match. When you think you know who I'm talking about, please again just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's contest. Jason, you understand the rules on that button? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Road dog, you ready?
3: Yeah, the host. Let's just just be straight. The hosts don't do the best at this podcast at this challenge. Uh, We've gotten better here lately, but we're not very good at this. So, Uh, see, I don't.
6: I'm not a big like. I don't. I don't have trivia, history stuff, Mm -hmm. anything modern day. I am not good at. So.
5: Well, be way, this is going to be great, and this is going to be entertaining, so let's bring it <laughs> on both of y'all hands. Here we go. I'm going to hit you guys with question one. Here we go. After losing the WWF championship at WrestleMania 14 and taking a hiatus for several years due to a broken back. Shawn this- Michaels. There you go. One point. That's for the it. only one I know. I can yeah. promise
6: you, that's the only one I know. And those ugly brown tights. Yeah, <laughs> the unfinished tights.
5: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. All right, one point for the bulletproof tiger there. Okay, here we go. Question two. This current champion in WWE won the ECW championship at the only WWE presented this December to dismember event. This accomplished amateur wrestler went on to win countless. Bobby Lashley. Oh, I was about to say that. That's a point for Road Dog over there. Oh, boy. We're tied up. Here we go. This is the tiebreaker. Are we ready, gentlemen? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Question three. This current member of the SmackDown roster won the last Elimination Chamber match. However, after the conclusion of the match, he lost the WWE World Heavyweight Championship when The Miz cashed in his Money in the Bank contract. Most recently, this wrestler was eliminated by Brock Lesnar to win this year's Men's Royal Rumble match. Name him. Randy Orton? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. No, Randy Orton's a Raw superstar. I will give you guys a hint on this. He is not from America. Jinder Mahal? (laughs)
6: What? Kevin Owens? Drew McIntyre.
5: Who said that? I did. There you go. We got a winner, ladies and gentlemen.
3: That's awesome. So Jason uh, thank you for coming on to the Russell talk podcast tonight yeah. We had it was a great interview talked about a whole bunch of topics. Uh, why don't you go ahead and shout out anything all your socials your your Facebooks, your Instagram anything that you want to get put over and uh, take care of the show?
6: Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I hate Twitter with a yeah.
3: passion. Twitter's a cesspool.
6: Twitter's a cesspool. I absolutely 100% will not follow you back. Uh, But I will interact if you talk with me. So, uh, at Jason Strife, pretty easy. Uh, But more importantly, um, follow at Magnum Wrestling on everything. Uh, Twitter, Facebook. We've got a YouTube page. We've got a Patreon. If you you don't live close by and want to watch our shows, uh, one of our Patreon tiers has a single-camera live stream of the event. Uh, It's basically... Every month, it's the cost of a GA ticket, and if we run more than one show in a month, you get more than one show. So, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon. There's a TikTok. We don't use that yet, but we're gonna start. <laughs> I, I've got some young girl that's gonna help me manage the TikTok. So she's pretty smart. So that we uh, hopefully we can see that take off. But um, yeah, man, like uh, I.
3: And and, yeah. and and if you're a wrestler in the Nebraska area, um, within maybe an hour, an hour, two hours at the most, make sure that you hit him up for the uh, Mike Bennett seminar. That's going to be that's going to be big. Jason Stry is going to take on Mike Bennett on February 26th at Stocks and Bonds at a. Uh, right. I, I, I I believe vengeance. It's something with vengeance in the title. I can't remember off the top. No, I, don't sweat
6: the technique. Don't sweat the technique. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Most of uh, <laughs> most of our show names are. Uh, they're, they're typically pop culture references. Uh, our, our March show, it, it, our March show is called King of the North. And I, I guess I'll drop it here. Cause I have the graphic. I have to update everything. We're going to have Josh Alexander. Nice. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the show's King of the North. Uh, April is Mania, which we tentatively have Davey Richards and Alex Shelley scheduled for. Um, yeah, yeah. We just do a lot of like, uh, a lot of crazy stuff. Uh. That's how I like to do it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep doing it. But uh, you can def- you can always find me at Magnum as long as I uh, don't have to deal with any like health related issues. I deal with a lot of that. So that's I, I also
3: saw that on your post that you are not changing people's tables this time. Apparently, I'm- oh
6: god, absolutely not. Like I just I don't. <laughs> I just, it's, it's, uh, it's it's entitled white people. <laughs> like I love all of our fans, but they're like, oh I bought this table, but I want to sit by my friend. I'm like, no, then no, get on the computer and no. buy the fucking table and pick it. Like I, I yep. it drives me nuts. But it's, I, like, I, I, I thought, thought it's over so I can deal with it.
3: I thought I thought that was interesting that she posted is like, I am not moving people's seats. You will you will sit at your assigned table.
6: I have done it for over a year and a half. <laughs> Without fail, every show so yeah and then we I redid all the seating I redid all the seating charts through our ticketing site and like I did it differently so it screwed everything up and I was like and I had we had all the rebrand with the comeback for the next show and we didn't have any opportunity (laughs) to label the tables so I was like I was dealing with that all night then I had to go out and the main event, it was it drove, it drove me nuts. So
3: <laughs> the things that you don't think the people ha- the promoters have to deal with is, is, is those little those those little things that annoy you the most. So think
6: about wrestling on the show and being a promoter. Yeah and then yeah. think about wrestling twice on the same show and being the promoter.
5: You're, right. you're a crazy man, you're a crazy man, Jason Striker. Glutton for punishment. I, well, Jason I, Jason,
3: I, Jason I, we, we we appreciate you being on the Talk podcast tonight. We hope to have you back soon. You are a part anytime, of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family.
5: Absolutely, Jason Strife. You are now part of the Russell Talk Podcast family, my man. Anytime we have a guest on here, you are now officially part of the family, Jason. I hope to make it up to Omaha, up the stocks and bonds. I hope to check out some Magnum wrestling. If I don't, if I don't get a chance to, I'll definitely be checking you out down at Journey Pro and cheering you on, baby. So, Jason Strife, uh, well, hopefully, yes. hopefully, fingers crossed, somewhere in Kansas City. I know I'll see you in Kansas City somewhere. So,
6: fingers uh, crossed. You actually,
5: yeah, you should. Soon, so okay. oh, okay. spoiler, spoiler yeah. coming. But Jason Strife, you are the man in the ring, you are the man on the interview, Mike, and you are the man outside the ring. And thank you so much for coming on doing this interview with us. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast family, my friend.
6: Anytime, guys, thank you. Thanks, Jason. Man,
3: I tell you, we that this has been a really fun two hours, two great interviews, Christian Temple and Jason Strife. Uh, I mean. We talked about WWE. We talked about, we talked about Terminator. We talked about a little bit about everything, man. Sonny, is there anything else that you want to talk about real quick before we go? Or
5: sorry to all my loyal fans out there that I was not here the first quarter of the show, but you know what? So, all two of them. Well, one and a half, because one's a small person. I don't, (laughs) I don't correct name midget uh dwarf but hey shout out to all of them man and, are you are you
3: catch, are you catching any wrestling this weekend anywhere in the i don't know if there, what is there anything in the KC area
5: or i off the top of my head i don't believe there's anything in the KC area um, this weekend i'll probably have to go over and shine night owl shoes or like clean his windows or do something like that but no nah, no kc no kc wrestling this upcoming weekend there is a lot of great kansas city wrestling coming up with dwf with journey Uh, Journey pro next weekend i know that Uh, journey
3: Journey pro is on the 18th or on
5: the looking forward to so it'll be a lot of uh brownie points this weekend with the with the wife and the kids to get ready for that show i will be in attendance this time for that journey pro renee renee says that you uh that you have to wash his car That's no problem. I mean, he has a big truck. It takes me a couple hours, but as long as he buys me a slice of good pizza and not Quick Trip pizza, you know what? Hold on. Let me stop here before we end this podcast tonight. I'm tired of shitting on Quick Trip. Quick Trip, I've loved you. You've been in there for me in my darkest hours with them uh, chili cheese dogs that you used to have back in the day with your cheeseburgers, with your fire iced teas. Quick Trip's got a lot going on. I'm sorry for shitting on you, Quick Trip. I love you.
3: Big Hoss, what you got going? I I know you said you were going to, I believe, WDWA up there this weekend.
2: Yeah, going over to uh, the WDWA show we were talking about earlier. You know, looking forward to some big matches there, and it's always exciting. Um, And they actually run the, I believe it's the second and fourth Friday, I mean, uh, Saturday of every month in Martinsburg. They run a show, so it's twice a month. And uh, just really looking forward to that. And, you know, there's we have ATCW in this area, um, Maryland Championship Wrestling. There, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, different people in this area. So there's always something going on. Right,
3: I understand. I have my choice of three different shows to go to this weekend if I want. If I want to catch a little bit of wrestling action, we got SICW at the East Corona Community Center on Saturday, February the twelfth. MMWA has Fallout twenty two at the uh, historic South Broadway Athletic Club, uh, and also WLW is running at, at the Race Arena this weekend. To Derek Stone's going to be there, John Webb, a whole bunch of other people. So. Within within certain mileage here in the St. Louis area, we got a lot of wrestling wrestling stuff going on. So
5: that I seventy uh interstate there, buddy, between K- uh, my hometown of KC and your hometown of St. Louis, man. There's a yeah. lot of and, and
3: when he said, I need to get out to I need to get out to a Saturday Kansas City show eventually because
5: we, we I think. I, you think got- we all, I think yeah. we all need.
3: I think we all need to go and get some uh, Joe's barbecue or some kind of a good bar- good barbecue out in that area.
5: So yeah, absolutely. Let me take you to the spot because if you rely on Night Owl, you're going to end up with like a Quick Trip pork burrito, and you don't want that. In your- <laughs> man, you man, ask man, don't ask for Night Owl. Ask for Money May. I'll take you to the good spot. <laughs>
3: so did we get? Did we get everything this week, guys? Am I missing
5: something? Uh... Shout out to all our sponsors. Before one more time. Hey, Hoss, can we get the sponsors across there one more time, buddy? Because you know what? Oh, With yeah. sponsors, we Sponsors, you, you know, all of us here at the Russell Talk Podcast wouldn't be here every, th- every Tuesday night live. So shout out to Everything Combat. Shout out to the boys over there at Kincaid Arcade. Shout out to my boy B-Will over there at Esports Bar in KC. Shout out to all, everybody at Interstate 70 Sports Media. My man, Royals Mills Transportation. Painter's Dream Productions, Rathburn Engraving, Me Fiesta KC Party Rentals, Nobles Men's Barber Lounge, Ask for Pete the Barber. I'm taking my kids there this weekend. And last but not least, every human being there in the FWWC, FWWC going as strong as ever. So shout out to all of our sponsors there. If, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to get together here every Tuesday night, bring you great, great guests, and listen to me complain about stupid things. So,
3: and, and also, yeah, real, right. quick, real quick, let's shout. We, we got to shout out Celeb Fest Four going to be taking place uh, in a couple months uh, in the Baltimore area. They've already announced that the New Age Outlaws, Earl Hebner, and the Hardy Boys, and today they just announced that Tony Storm is going to be a guest at at the uh, Celeb Fest
5: Four. So, wow. That's that's a great live fest there man. I that's going to be a lot of fun to attend.
2: Well, and that's just the start. I mean, I know right. I know Chad, I know he's going to have a lot of uh a lot of big names to to uh introduce here and you know I'm really looking forward to seeing who all it is that he gets, and yeah, I, he I, always I, has a a heck of a lineup. So. so
3: it's gonna be great. So, well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure uh, hosting with you guys. Uh, Money, I know you were a little bit late, you know, but you know you're good. You're good to go. You you brought you brought the heat tonight. Haas, me and Haas took care of the high spot segment, and we we tore it we tore it up. So I guess all <laughs> we gotta say is.
5: Yeah, you guys did excellent. And thank you guys again for holding down and my condolences for being late. I'm glad we got the interview, Epic Park. I'm glad we got the interview, Mr. Strife. Yo, great interviews tonight. Great show tonight, boys. Let's and we'll do, we'll do our it. Podcast every Tuesday.
3: And we're gonna do it again next week. Episode three eighty two comes your way next <laughs> next next week, two on the fifteenth of February. Yeah. Uh, R- Renee, I believe it's gonna be Renee and Dick Douglas again. So uh I know,
5: I, I know, yeah, but so, all right, everybody. I think
2: it's... I may have a clip, uh, um, a little preview for that show. Let me see. Hold on,
5: let's hit that. Yeah, if you got that, pre-
2: yeah. let's hit that. Pre- yeah, I, I think I got a preview of that show. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: ah, that's, that's awesome, perfect, ladies and gentlemen. Please check out Russell Talk podcast next week. Night, Al and Dick Douglas do a phenomenal job. As much shit as we give them, they really do. That's a shoot. They do a phenomenal job. So, um, thank you guys. I appreciate it, man. This is mm-hmm. this is awesome tonight.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for uh, episode 381 of the world-famous Talk Podcast. For Luke Roberts on assignment, for Sunny Money Mayo, for Hardcore Hoss, and myself, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the WrestleTalk Podcast, WrestleTalkPodcast.com, Talk WrestleTalk Podcast on Facebook. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll see you again next Tuesday night.
0: Ooh.